You're listening to The Next Dimension. Dragon Ball Z presents Cell vs. Son Goku. Full Power. The Rage of Son Gohan. The Little Cells. And, and Gohan, Gohan Unleashed. Unleashed. Awesome. <laughs> Listeners, you are listening to another brand new episode of The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. I am Jesse Garrett, and with me, as usual, and always, is my co-host, Donovan Morgan Grant. How are Hello. you doing? I, I, I am doing well. Yes, I am usually always here. Um, how are you doing, man? How, how is uh, the, uh, the national heat wave treating Georgia this month? Uh, it's kind of kind of welcome because this summer has been uh, unnaturally rainy. So, okay. having being able to like go to the pool and hang out outside, it's uh, a nice change of pace for a summer. It's excellent. it's what you expect. Excellent, excellent. Um, I've actually not been to a pool yet, which I want to. Um, not that it's been terribly hot down here in Tennessee. Uh, I know that like ninety-seven percent of I think early I think all but three states last week had a heat wave. Um, but I didn't experience it. I was, I mean, you know, I think most, most people do know. I was actually down in San Diego for the comic convention, which was fun. There wasn't any, uh, news pertaining to our podcast. There was no like DBC news or Funimation panels or anime panels that I actually went to. Um, there were a few, uh, uh, or a, a good handful of Dragon Ball Z cosplayers, which was pretty awesome. And, uh, I put this in the, on the, on the Ellipson page. If you guys go to the Ellipson page, it will direct you to the Facebook page. So just go on the Facebook page and type in the Next Dimension Dragon Ball Z podcast, and I put uh, shared as, as a a handful of uh, fun Dragon Ball Z cosplayers. There was the uh, another appearance by the Super Saiyan female Goku. There was um, one of my favorites, uh, a guy cosplaying as Yamcha in the only way he could on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. This is this has became a tradition. I'll get uh, when I when Don goes to Comic Con, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get some hilarious picture messages of the best cosplays. And he did, did I, not disappoint. Did I send you the um the, the Homer Simpson guy the Homer Vegeta one again? Because he was there again. Yes, you did. 
Okay, good, good. Because like I was so happy. I, I, I like talked. I was like, dude, you're back. You're still alive. Awesome. Like uh, it was. It was a lot of fun. Like the, the Yamcha guy's like, oh, Yamcha can get a picture. He's like, oh, sure. And then he like just like without without provocation just drops to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's that's the one to beat. That was that was really awesome. There was there was your Roshi cosplays. Those are pretty easy to do. Um, there were some characters uh, for, uh that, that appeared during the Boo Saga, which actually were very very nice. I'll share those when we get down them. But you know. I'm so secretive of spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything, but those are pretty awesome. Um, I think most people just tend to, to dress as Goku, like in the ripped clothes and stuff, and that's like one they used to do. But uh, there were some uh, novel cosplays. If you go to the Facebook page, please check it out because they are a lot of fun. I've seen some people with like paper mache hair for Goku, but then you oh, also really? got the people who like go all out and grow it out and then like glue it into place, like 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 frost it up, like yeah. Like gel it up. That's the, that's the craziest thing. Cause like you see that with with like the characters have black hair, but like uh oh, I should also mention um there were they did they had some scouters for sale. There were like I want to say like at least a third of the people in full attendance at the con were wearing scouters, and to my everlasting shame, I did not get one. Apparently, it's like the merchandise there. You have to like wake up early to kind of get like the merchandise that's on sale. It's only like ten bucks. I could have afforded it. But, like, uh, they sell it at a very specific time, and I never got around to, like, getting those, which I honestly wanted to do, but, like, that was that was a shame. I'm sure if you look up uh, SDCC 2013 on Google Image, you'll find people with uh, scouters. I, I kind of want to buy one just to crush it in my arm. Like, <laughs> and yell at people. Um, I do remember when I saw them, they had, like, you know, a bunch of Dragon Ball Z figures, as always, and they had, like, the scouters on these glass containers. They showed scenes from Battle... Uh, Battle of Gods, but because it wasn't in English, I just, I didn't, I could have stayed there and, like, watched it, but I didn't see any of it, because I didn't want to be, uh, I didn't want to just see it in clips, and so, I averted my eyes. You said no, uh, no new, no news came out from the Comic-Con, uh, anything, like, Dragon Ball related. Has anything ever came out at Comic-Con about that? Have they ever announced or held a panel? The first time I was there, they had a Funimation panel, and it was titled, it was a jointly Dragon Ball Z slash Yu Yu Hakusho panel, because... Uh, the Funimation voice actors, you know, share those two series. They had uh, Christopher Sabat, who voiced Piccolo, Vegeta, Yamcha, and, and, and what what have you. They had um, John Berge... John... I don't, I'm, sure, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but he voices uh, Tien, Ten Shinhan. And he also voices Karama on Yu Yu Hakusho. And they had um, Justin... Is it Justin Gray? I think it's Justin Gray, who, voice, who voices uh, Super Boo in the booth like and voices Yusuke Hiromeshi for Yu Hakusho and they were talking and I asked him some questions it's actually on YouTube if you look up uh Comic-Con 2011 the um Funimation panel but um and over then they were announcing like a new version of the of the, the of the DVD release of the Saiyan Saga which was like digitally restored to the nth degree like they they actually they actually went in and took off every single speck of dust which is I'm not sure why they have to do that <laughs> but um perfectionists the, uh, I know for real, like they were advertising that. That was like the big thing that they were talking about. Um, but no, there, there wasn't any, as far as I, as I was aware. I mean, I, I go over the, the schedule to figure out which ones I can go to and which ones I want to go to, and I didn't see anything of the kind pertaining to that. So, like, uh, is there a large uh, anime presence there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. If not, if there's not actually like actually, actually like large panels for it, there are certainly like the fans and, and their getups. You see. Um, there's a wide range of people. I mean, there's there's always like anime cosplayers who from shows I have no idea about. <laughs> um, I did go I did go to a, a a Robotech panel, but that's that's kind of far removed from like the the modern anime stuff. And there's always like, there's always merchandise. There's always like you know Japanese toys. 
they had, they had Japanese figures of uh, future trunks. And, like, the Japanese figures are so, like, you know, um, intricate that mm-hmm. they'll have different heads for the different facial expressions. Like, they had one for trunks. It was, like, normal trunks, trunks angry, trunks smiling, Super Saiyan trunks. Like, just pop on different heads. And, um, but the Japanese, the Japanese figures are always, like, super expensive. They're, like, at least, like, 30 bucks and up, so. It, it, I mean, unless they're, like, you know, like, crafted from the fingerprints of Toriyama himself, I probably wouldn't get <laughs> one. <laughs> Although, honestly, like, I, I wish I did get a scouter. That would, that would have been boss. Because they, they had the blue scouters, the pink scouters, and the green scouters. What's so the, uh, what's the color difference? Is there, uh, any significance? I don't think so. Um, like, I mean, Raditz had a green one. Napa had a blue one. Vegeta had a Vegeta had the pink one, of course. He <laughs> of <did>. course. <laughs> um, well, I don't think there was any like I, I guess because the, the, if you, if you remember back to the series, they used to break a lot. Like if someone got too strong, they would just break on their own. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, hmm. But I am not sure. Oh, wait, actually, hold on. Something just crossed my mind in terms of like news pertaining to that. I can't think about it right now no i can't but um yeah no i mean as far, oh i know what it was uh have you have you seen the uh the new like the google glasses yes the, the, the um the wearable tech yeah like like basically like you like the, the eyewear where like you kind of surf the internet on there somebody at one of the panels that uh i was at it was myself uh joshua lapin and Eddie D'Angelini, we were there for uh, a uh, Marvel-related thing. Uh, you'll actually hear more about this on uh, an upcoming episode of Spider-Man Crawl Space. We're talking about the Comic-Con. But um, somebody was wearing those Google glasses. And it honestly, it it's very, very Scouter-like because I saw it in action. And it's so small. Like, the, the little um, the screen for the eyepiece is so small. But it's, it's like a two-way mirror, like Spider-Man. You just kind of toggle along with it. And you see like, on, the, on the person's perspective, like... Uh, like them toggling between different tabs and browsers for the internet, and it looks it looks really really awesome. I mean, I mean, this is not really, this is almost advertising for a different thing, but uh, it looks very very scouter esque, and is what I'm saying. It's, it operates almost the exact same way, which looks pretty awesome. So I, w- I would suggest people to at least like check that out online and see if they draw any comparisons. Yeah, I'd love to see one in person. They really, were, I mean, they really were. I mean, I have no, I have no stake in like Google or Apple or whatever, but like they really did look really cool. So I mean, that that was uh, that was an interesting thing to see. Um, I actually think they also had like, uh, uh, like, like, a uh, Dragon Ball radars, you know, little toy Dragon Ball radars, not, not that, you know, not that Dragon Balls exist so you can actually use them, but <laughs> those kinds of the figures, but they, they did, they, 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 they always usually have pretty cool figures there. Like, uh, just in general, they always have like, you know, Super Saiyan Goku, Super Saiyan Gohan kind of figures there, like posed as like from certain scenes, like, you know, Super Saiyan Goku versus Frieza, they'll have those two figures in the, in that, in a specific pose from the, from the show. So those are always pretty fun. Um, in fact, I actually think there there are some photos I've actually not shared on on the Facebook page. I'll I'll have to do it uh, um, once we're done recording. They are really awesome. But uh, I I think that's pretty much it in terms of like you know just talking about the con. Uh, again, just go over to the, the uh, Next Dimensions Facebook page and check out the pictures because they're they're pretty cool. I think the uh, like the perception is when you say Comic Con that it's purely like comic books. But I know oh, no. uh, when I go to Dragon Con in Atlanta. They have like a each hotel is dedicated to like another niche. One would be fantasy, one is anime, and the other another one's comics. And yeah, it's a uh, it's like a melting pot of all things geek. And you're trying to go to DragonCon this year, is that right? Yes. Yeah, I've uh, gone the last two years. Oh, okay, excellent. I mean, I, it's always a problem with like right after Comic Con, like just trying to get the money together. But like, it's only a 
a few hours driving away. So if I if, if I can ever make it out, we'll, we got to hook up sometime and like. And that's one thing I think you'll find with a lot of conventions. Um, uh, there was a uh, there was a Middle Tennessee anime convention back in March down here in Tennessee, down here in Nashville specifically, and you know it's, it's, that's more specifically anime. But even still, they had like you know some actors from The Walking Dead there to sign just because. So it's always like a very most of these pop culture geek conventions are always a melting pot of uh, like you said, just a big connect big uh, collection of different concentrations, which always makes it fun because you know. Like, like you and I are into comic books, but we're also into, you know, Dragon Ball Z. We're also into some anime. So it's a great way to just have fun all around. Yeah, I think that goes for a lot of, like, geeks. You'll, you'll rarely get a geek who just says, I like this and none of that. Everyone always likes something. If you don't like – if you like comic books, you like sci-fi. If you like sci-fi, you'll like, I don't know, fighting things. If you like fighting things, you'll like, you know. It, it, one thing always bleeds into another. And if you're not, like, you know, into one, you probably will be eventually. <laughs> but, um – that's that's I think that's pretty much all of what I got from the con in terms of quote unquote reporting, or you know just fast <laughs> just backhandedly like you know learning things or seeing things, but um, we do have a number of emails which is always fun to hear always fun to, to hear from you guys. Uh, our first one is from Mr. Adam Trimbach. Uh, Adam starts off, hey guys, this month I just want to talk about the Namekians. Why do you think they couldn't sense Cell's power? I always thought it was very straightforward, but let's go into detail. One. Cell's power is enormous, even super enormous, far, far, far beyond Frieza. So that would therefore mean it could be felt farther away. Think of, think of a tossed pebble dropping in a pond, small, not very distant, reaching ripples. However, drop a boulder in, and you will see the difference. Not only are the ripples bigger, but they reach much farther. As Jesse from Breaking Bad would say, science, bitch! <laughs> Two. Okay, so without divulging a huge spoiler, the planet isn't an, enorm- an enormous distance away. See the beginning of the Boo Saga. Let's just say King Kai knows about the Namekians, so I think it's just out of Goku's sensing range. I think it's just out of Goku's sensing range. Doesn't mean it's out of other races. Three, if you think of the way Kame used to look over the Earth, I always had the feeling that Namekians were just better at sensing in general. So I feel they could lock on slash feel power a lot farther away. Another way to look at it, it, this, is to think of all the times Piccolo has c- commented on power levels. He does it a lot, trust me, in the Boo arc. It, he, it's nearly all he does. <laughs> he always seems a lot more switched on, filling the powers either first or being able to explain them a lot more in depth. Just some food for thought on how to look at this. It's not really an issue. Be nice to hear what you think. P.S. Don't you love it how Cell's aura when he is fully powered up is gold? It's kind of implying he is a Super Saiyan. Well, maybe not, but at least shows that he is harnessing the Super Saiyan ability from his Saiyan cells. Peace out. Uh, thank you, Adam. And I have noticed that about Cell that, like, whenever he's like really fighting, he has that Super Saiyan kind of aura, which is which is like a, a neat touch by the animators. Um, uh, about his points, I mean, I, I don't think I've actually really like thought about it, but I suppose that the Namekians are better at sensing energy than pretty much everyone else in this in this in the series. Uh, except for Corrin, <laughs> the cat. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I I was never really like perplexed as to why Goku couldn't sense sense it from Earth, but I mean, it makes this, this makes total sense to me. Yeah, no, um, I actually have a, a comment on that uh, pertaining to these episodes, so we'll get back into that. Okay, do- okay, dokie. Uh, let's see. Our next email is from Luke Forney. Uh, Luke wrote in a couple of times, so I'll just like start off his first email here. He says, "Hey, me again." The explanation for Tien's third eye is a simple one. It's not an eye, it's just like a tattoo because it never moves even when it gets his gets his arm punched off by Nappa. 
he was quote unquote looking at Nampa, but with his other two eyes are, are clenched shut. I clenched. I'm sorry. His other two eyes are clenched shut. I also want to say that I think Super Saiyan levels go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, four. It's from four is from GT, and then five just looks like four only with all the gray hair. Six is the same with all the gold hair, and Super Saiyan God or seven is the most powerful number one because it's the most powerful, and two because it's the most unassuming looking. Just like Super Saiyan 1, only with red hair instead of golden. Oh, I think you should have Daniel on your 25th podcast and about me being the Vegeta to his Goku. Vegeta is cooler anyway. I mean, would you <laughs> rather would you rather have a widow's peak or really weird spiky hair? And when Vegeta turned Super Saiyan for the first time, he would have been stronger than Goku, even if Goku had been feeling fine. I think this is where I am with this email. And, and I will time how long it takes for you to read this email versus, in mind, uh, versus including discussion on the podcast. I own Dragon Ball Evolution, and I liked it, but I've never seen so, so much of Dragon Ball, so I'm not sure how much continuity it has with the series. But from what I've seen and heard of Dragon Ball, it has none. Thanks, and I'm hoping to send some of my friends to the next dimension. See what I did there? <laughs> uh, thank you, Luke. Um, I'm, uh, I'm afraid you might be a bit uh, confused with a lot of like the, 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 those previous Dragon Ball rumors circling around the 90s, because uh, the Super Saiyan form uh, officially... In terms of like the, the main canon, it doesn't actually surpass three. Uh, I guess we're counting Dragon Ball, uh, the Super Saiyan God form, when we get to there. But there is no uh, five through. I mean, there is four, but it's in Dragon Ball GT. There's no five through seven. So okay, um, I was wondering. I was like, I, I, I don't think I, I those are real. <laughs> see that that honestly, like, I don't necessarily blame them because I remember as a kid th- that was always the big rumor. Because I mean, um... <laughs> well, like Dragon Ball AF, right? Yeah, like like uh, what you have to understand is, <laughs> like um, like like before Dragon Ball was totally dubbed in America, like you know, like when we were first like when we were first learning about like in the when it was dubbed like in the Saiyan saga, there everyone heard about the Super Saiyan, and there was always different uh uh levels always talked about. I and mean, we'll talk about the next level here, but like 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 the it just got to the point where people started making things up, like you know Dragon Ball uh, or Super Saiyan Five, Super Saiyan Six, and like yeah, you, you mentioned it um. Have we? I think we've mentioned Dragon Ball AF on this before, like uh, like the, the like the fake you know rumored series where Goku turns Super Saiyan five and has gray hair. Like that's that, that's not real. That doesn't that doesn't actually exist. So um, anybody Wasn't other... that a like an image that was turned into a magazine as like an April Fools? That's the thing. Or like something? like uh, I think I'm I'm I th- I believe it was an April Fools image because that's that's what AF stood for. Like. Like, people thought it stood for After Future because Dragon Ball GT took so much time in the timeline, but, uh, no, I mean, like, I mean it, there is images out there, like, you know, that not official. No sense after the future is just more future. Yeah, for real, right? Like, like the next generation, not <laughs> AF. Um, I mean, there are, there are legitimately images out there, like, you know, a Super Saiyan 4 Gohan, a Super Saiyan 5 Goku, and they're, I mean, they're actually really good. I mean, you might be fooled to think those are real because they, they don't look that fake, but fake they are. <laughs> Like, like honestly, it does not go. I mean, Dragon Ball GT technically has Super Saiyan Four, so that kind of counts, but it doesn't go past that. So that's the most legit of the fake ones. Yeah, because it actually had its own show. (laughs) 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 But uh, you know, uh, I I think I think by by this point, by the time he hears this, he'll probably be aware of you know what's legitimately what's legitimate, what's not, because of the internet. It's honestly a lot easier to know what's real and what's not because back then, I totally believed that there was like a Super Saiyan eight form for Goku. I I, I was all about that. Yeah, and, I remember uh, um, hearing those rumors in school when everybody was like reading books and like, oh, this this has something. Because yeah, magazines would comment on it, and it was mm-hmm. a lot harder to fact check. Like, oh, Super Saiyan five, yeah, that makes sense. Duh. 
I, I, yeah, I remember some magazines like getting some information wrong. I, I can't remember specifically what, but like, uh, like again, back in the early two thousands when Dragon Ball Z and dubbed American fandom was really new, there was a lot of crap coming out in terms of like you know what came next. Like we we, we were watching this the the Saiyan Saga and the free and the the Ginyu Force arc. Not knowing the specifics about the Frieza saga, and like you know, we would just be hearing all crap. I mean, I remember being told that like uh, Goku and Vegeta beat Frieza by working together, <laughs> but Vegeta's dead most of the time, so like that didn't happen. Uh, so like it just you, you gotta, you, I mean, you gotta watch yourselves. Although I do maintain that like now it's it's much easier to kind of fight through the what's legitimately you know canon and what isn't. And that's good, but yeah, the internet kind of ruins it because back in the day, it is great to like spitball like different ideas well that maybe this is real yeah you know and and not being able to fact check and not knowing yeah. what's next yeah it, it was it was fun it, it was still so fun it didn't like ruin anything if it made things a lot more it, or a lot keep, less... yeah, it keeps you talking about it exactly it, it makes things a lot less uh, predictable a lot you know a lot more excitable i mean even if people don't get as strong as super saiyan 7 that actually makes makes the the, the lower super saiyan forms actually more that more important funnily enough uh do you know if super saiyan god form is where it falls in power levels since it's it's not a numbered level so it's not like a a, a progression uh, like a standard progression so would i guess would it still be stronger than a like three i imagine uh a god form would be stronger than the number three <laughs> um, i mean well, i'm not I'd, I'd assume so with the time right. god <laughs> right man i mean i mean i, I, honestly, I honestly don't I've, I've not seen it yet because i have no point of reference so like, i'm not sure i mean like uh it's funny because, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to get to the boost like yet, but like, it's, it's really funny how the Super Saiyan three form ultimately does. I'm not saying does nothing, but like, you know, ultimately is nowhere near as big of a deal as Super Saiyan one and two. So, like, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny how. I mean, I'm, I'll be interested to see how Super Saiyan. Because I, I do know, I do know for I've seen a screenshot that the Super Saiyan three does appear in uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, Battle of Gods, which I suppose it would have to if someone gets up to the Super Saiyan God form. But uh, I'm not exactly sure in terms of like you know like like uh, ranking the energies and ranking the levels. Besides being the, t- the highest, where Super Saiyan God would be, I- we just need to see the damn movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's America's fault we've not seen it yet. And the fact that I, I don't speak uh, Japanese. Yeah, which is my fault. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, well. uh, I'll go on with our next email. Uh, and... It's it's from uh, Mr. Richborn. He says, call me Chaozu because I prematurely detonated with joy at episode 20. <laughs> Sweet. I am now caught up from when I started at episode 14 and re-listened to 14 through 20 because I have nothing to do but get high and download podcasts. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Living the life. <laughs> now on to my thoughts. The Cell Saga to me is the pinnacle of DBZ. I was about six or seven when it started on Toonami, and I remembered rushing home from school to hear that kick-ass theme song and watch everyone wait for Goku to show up and hit the big bad. I was hooked every day from the Namek saga through the Cell games, and I caught a good part of the Boo saga, even if the only memory of that saga is the sweet Super Saiyan 3 music. Oh yes. For some reason, I even liked the Garlic Jr. Backwater Mist arc. Blackwater <laughs> Mist arc. But remember wishing Vegeta was there to make it shorter? <laughs> We'll get into that. I definitely think that Cooler should have had the filler arc instead of Garlic. He was a total boss, and I thought a cool nod to continuity would be for Cell to have Cooler's DNA. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have oh, been cool. I, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> that would have been neat 
for cooler to have or to sell as cool as you. Ah, I didn't catch it. Fun. Oh lord. <laughs> My filler arc scenario plays out that since Vegeta would be the strongest around to fight cooler, this could have pushed him over the edge into Super Saiyan, as potentially dying at the hands of two of Frieza's family could significantly piss him off enough. <laughs> But maybe that's just me projecting since Vegeta never got his revenge on Frieza. And finally, I must throw out my two cents into the Trunks timeline nonsense. Uh-oh. Oh, it's back. I think I have truncated this predicament. Timeline A is the usual android apocalypse. Timeline B is their standard DBZ. Cell could have come from timeline C, which is like timeline A, but Cell kills Trunks after the androids tear him a new one which would explain two time machines since Cell is from another timeline that travels back from C to B. The only constant in all of these is the androids in Cell. I know this is f***ed up, and somewhere along the way Wolverine kills Hank Pym, but I think <laughs> this saga is the utter confusion. That about wraps it up. I eagerly await the next episode, and particularly the movies, though I thought you'd do 6, 7, 8, and the OVA prior to the Cell games. Since 9 and 10, 9 is after and 10 is before the tournament in the Boo Saga. But hey, you'll get to all of them, all of it eventually. Keep up, keep it up and download, and I'll download the next dimension. Rich Bourne. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, Rich. Rich. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I we've talked, I mean, honestly, I think he writes the most well-written email. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I believe he does. Um, I, I like the fact that he detonated prematurely <laughs> from our episode. It got him that excited. Um, obviously, we'll talk about that. I think we've mentioned before. We'll talk about the Garlic Jr. saga after everything is said and done because there are a couple of filler arcs we'll, we'll discuss. And I'm not sure if I actually mentioned this on the show, but the OVA, um, I think it's the eradication of the Super Saiyans, uh, which actually is a, it's an interesting story in and of itself. We'll cover that separately. Like those are all like you know like the movies, kind of separate stories that we'll cover uh, once we get through the the the, um, the 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 series proper. Although we will cover. Uh, movies six through nine actually uh in a couple of months once we get done with the cell games um and uh, uh, i think the, the timeline theories are all I, mean, I think they're all good i think i don't think that the timelines is impossible to figure out it's just incredibly tricky but i, I we appreciate your thoughts nonetheless i think it's easy to overly uh complicate it or to put too much thought into it and then confuse yourself oh uh, yeah <laughs> i know i'm confused most of the time anyways Yes. Our next email is from Mr. James Moore. James writes, Dear Jesse and Don, Hey, how have you been? How's your summer? I just finished listening to your last episode and I have two things to say, followed by two questions. Number one, number one, sorry about the spoilers. I hope I didn't ruin anything for you or the listeners. Number two, is it just me or is it funny how they have a government that clearly doesn't care what happens at all? I mean, when Vegeta and Nappa first arrived, they blew up an entire city. No government. When Frieza and his dad show up, the government was nowhere to be found. Hell, they even let Cell drain two cities and blow up a third, three islands before stepping in. So King Cat President needs to do something about that. <laughs> he needs to be impeached is what happens. Um, now for my questions. Number one, do you think that the writers added, added to, to Hercule or Mr. Satan to show the humans besides the Z-Fighters to be represented as well in the fight and for the rest of the series or just as comedic relief? Number two. Since Android 16 mentioned to Goku that he was programmed to kill him, do you think that after Cell was defeated, he will follow the programming out? I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say on your next episode. Keep up the awesome extreme work. P.S. When I was listening to your last episode, you had mentioned my name. My mother happened to walk in at the same time and was very excited. Until next time, your friend, James Moore. Thank you, James. Hi, Mrs. Moore. <laughs> um, 
She was like, oh, you must have won an award. <laughs> the no prize for listening to Next Dimension. Um, for the first question, uh, obviously since the only writer is Akira Toriyama, I, I think just Akira Toriyama, just because he started out as a gag writer, I think that's kind of where Mr. Satan kind of stems from. Like just the fact that he probably wanted some uh, comic relief. Because the series was kind of deadly serious for the majority of this, this saga. So I think that's just kind of where it comes from. Um, and like on to what happens once Cell is defeated with Android 16. Uh, I guess I guess he's asking because uh, uh, obviously you know, we'll, we'll get into yeah we'll get we'll get into like you know uh, what happens to Android 16. But but let's let's say let's say that Goku killed uh, killed Cell if 16 would attack Goku. Um, what, what do you think? Do you think that would happen? Hmm. I I don't know, especially after uh, viewing these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um. I think his art was very subtle. And we're, like very well done. It was only over a couple episodes, but you know, I don't know if he would uh, be able to be able to like circumvent his programming or not, or would be would want to because he's shown to be gentle and to care about things. But uh, he's he's never shown to particularly care about Goku. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Um, I think either way it could be played well. I think. It's really hard for me to see this, see Android sixteen be evil to anybody. Really, this is just because like we've seen him be very noble. Yeah, he's been very single minded about getting Goku, but like that kind of went away. And like he was very restrained when he first met Goku. Like uh, when when he says, "Don't touch me, man. I was made to kill you." Could see him fighting Goku, and mm-hmm. like say if you were to win, letting him live. I don't. I could. I could see that before he would just kill him. Like saying, okay, this is, I've completed my objective, this is enough. Yeah, I, I can kind of see that. Like, I mean, I, I actually have, I have thoughts about this later on in the in our uh, review of it, but I, I, I ultimately, I, I, I'll say that I don't think he'll kill Goku. Um, at least I, ho- I would hope not. Um, our next email is from Mr. Leo. <clears throat> Hi, guys. I've always wanted to email you both, and finally couldn't deny it anymore. Just could not go on without letting you both know how much your podcast rules and is one, if not my complete fave of them all. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I uh, I always appreciate hearing that. That blows my mind. Oh, yes. I search and search for solid content, and yours never fails in comparison. I will coin it an appointment to listen to podcasts if ever there was one, particularly because I've always been a DBZ fan since childhood, and mostly because how you both have rekindled my passion for the show. Very interesting reflecting upon it. As I'm now an adult and looking at it through whole different perspectives you guys bring out. I consider you both very smart for catching many missed perspectives on everything in extreme detail. Thank you. Can't tell you how surprised I am all the time from from all the good, thought-provoking points. All I can say is that this is one professional operation you both run, and your hard work and effort really shows in the end results. Uh, wow, that's that's high praise. And um, That's something I always try to bring to the table is like good content because there's so many podcasts out there mm-hmm. and just reviewing something it it can be if you if you don't bring something to the table then you're just like any other one so to say that people think that is awesome yeah th- that's 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 very nice of you thank you and i'm glad that like you know we're not just a monotonous uh well this was good well this kind of sucks and we can actually kind of make people think <laughs> that's cool yeah, and anybody can review an episode so it, if we bring something special to it that's that's a high five for us Thank and you. Don's smart. I, I'm not all that, but Don is. So he's well. got that. <laughs> now a few cash questions. 
What are other podcasts you both subscribe to? I would love to look them up for more content to explore while waiting for for next for the next dimension podcast. I subscribe to the Crosspass Grace. Thank you, Don, but find it a lot more loose and less planned. <laughs> you're a total boss on that on this podcast, Don, and you're the best part of that one too. What do you both like to do most in your spare time, and what career aspirations do you both have? Who knows? Maybe you both already have one. Lastly, a DBZ question. Which one of the cells from DBZ characters is most beneficial to make Cell as good as he is? Like, mm. like, which one collected do you think he benefits from the most? Hard to say. Look forward to some responses. Keep up the good work. I'm sure your fan base is larger than you know. Leo. Uh, yeah, once again, so. Leo, thanks for the, the awesome email there. So um, we'll hit the DBZ question first. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say Goku. Um, actually, it's interesting because like, he actually displays a lot of the uh, uh, character traits in this episode. Um, and I was kind of thinking about it because he's kind of like Frieza, and like you know he's he's uh he's actually a lot diabolical in the during the Cell games. In terms of how, what he benefits from, I would probably say Piccolo because he regenerates all the time. <laughs> like, well, that he, is true. That that plays a big part, uh, particularly this episode, these episodes. Um, oh yeah. I was gonna say that just uh just Goku because they're shown to both have the golden aura as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and. I contribute. I contribute the golden order to being like akin to the Super Saiyan power level, and uh, that kind of allows him to stay at Goku's level, so to say. But yeah, I think those are probably the, definitely the the biggest two. You know what's kind of interesting? He's kind of like a combination between Goku and Frieza, and that like he's definitely evil. But when he's fighting Goku, you can tell he's really enjoying it. Like he's enjoying it on like a sportsmanship level. He's not. He's not a mustache twirling like I'm going to murder you now. He's like you know like I'm I'm enjoying this fight. He got, he wants to keep fighting Goku. And, like, I mean, as evil as he is, he's not, like, you know... He even tells Goku, hey, yo, Goku, take a sensei bean so we can fight more. Like, so, like, that kind of influences his character a bit. And um, it, it kind of just makes him different, I think. It kind of makes him a bit more interesting. Like, because I don't think we've had a, vil- a villain that, you know, in that, in that kind of, like, weird, uh, unpredictable approach. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's definitely different coming off Frieza, who, you know, is very, very grand and mustache twirling. No, Frieza was like the epitome of, a, of like the bad guy villain, where Cell like, is. And while you 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 still hate Cell, but he he doesn't really have that motivation. He doesn't need to you know destroy planets and universes and rule. Yes, Cell, Cell's not nearly as detestable. Because Frieza had moments where Frieza was just an out and out scumbag. Cell, he he does. Cause I mean, he, he did kill a whole city, but yeah, he kills a lot of people like like in his previous forms. But he's not. I don't know. He he, he first. He, he has his personality is it's a bit more uh, easier to take I think than Frieza's is. Yeah, That's, I think it's more refined. From 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 a writing perspective, it's a bit easier to kind of like to kind of view the series and view this character. Whereas with Frieza, I think Frieza's character did the job in being the bad guy, but there are times where you really don't want to see him just get punched in the face. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's less one note than Frieza. I would I would agree. Which yeah yeah I think that's that's how Frieza was written kind of intentionally that way. So I don't I don't think that is a knock on his character. Oh no no not at all it's 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 nice to different uh, to you know to kind of divvy them up absolutely. Let's see. So uh, what other podcast do you listen to, uh, Don? Do you have any uh, recommendations? Um, well, I always listen to the ones that I'm on. <laughs> and by the way, I didn't write this. Thank you. For I that. was going to list those, so it didn't come off as super pretentious. But you, you can go ahead. I was uh, yeah, uh, Crawl Space. I mean, because I was I'm a fairly recent addition to Crawl Space in the last year and a half or so. Um, I very much listen to. Uh, Bigger on the Inside, which is a Doctor Who podcast you can find at Earth2.net. 
And um, it's very similar to this. In fact, like, I kind of had like the template of that show for this. Not that I wanted to copy the show, but it's a show about two guys reviewing the entirety of Doctor Who from the beginning to, to current. And then one, one is more proficient in um, the fan bases than another one. And I thought that would make a really good idea for uh, a uh, Dragon Ball Z podcast, especially since Dragon Ball Z is an anime franchise, Doctor Who's a British franchise. I thought like the, like, the idea complements a lot of uh, different uh, franchises, essentially. Um, what other shows do I listen to? I listen, I listen to Kanzenshu. I should probably mention that, uh, which is like, I really do think like they, they are the uh, the apex of the the Dragon Ball info uh, info jock of the internet. Um, they have a long list of episodes. They have I think over three hundred episodes, and they talk about any Dragon Ball Dragon Ball news on their son. Uh, just just find them and find their backlog of episodes on Kanzenshu.com. Uh, let's see. Um, some shows that, that 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 are not currently going right now, like like for your ears only, uh, James Bond podcast. Also found on Earth.net. Um, I know I listen to more than that. Uh, gosh. Um, there. Oh yeah. Uh, just just uh, Kevin Smith's Fat Man and Batman podcast is one I really enjoy. That's kind of new. Or basically, I haven't Kevin... listened to it yet. I uh, keep meaning to. I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's good because like it's just Kevin Smith interviewing people who have something to do with Batman, and like most of them really have really good, interesting things to say about their involvement in their own careers. And I would, I would highly recommend that. But uh, that's 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 more than enough for me. What about you, Jesse? Um, let's see. Uh, this is I don't listen to any anime podcasts because I'm not very well versed in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like just smatterings of it, like oh, I like that show and that show or that movie. So I I don't really know where to like find just the the small amount I want to listen to but um I do listen to some comic book podcasts um the Batman universe which Don is on I do listen to that oh thank uh, you because well, well with Don's on stuff he he tends to surround himself with people who are also kind of like him so if, <laughs> or who are I, I would say are on the same intelligence level so you have some some good conversations come out of that show thank you so if you if you like him on that go to that one they're um, my cell juniors yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't spit them out. Oh no. Um, Crawl Space, uh, listen to also. Uh, Better in the Dark, still a good one, which is a movie. Oh yes, it. yes. It's a movie podcast um, with uh, Tom DJ and Derek Ferguson. Yeah, they tackle like a different movie or uh, sometimes a different series. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes out what every two weeks or so. Uh, I know it's a, at one point it's every two weeks. If it's not monthly, it's, it's every two weeks. It's, that's that's they also have a huge backlog. If you want to get caught up, uh, you have a filled day. That's also um, found on Earth. Earth Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. I uh, listen to a couple of video game podcasts. 8-Bit Awesome is one. Uh, they're on their, their like 30th episode now. So uh, I guess they started a little bit before us. It's just three guys talking about gaming news or uh, what they've played now. So if you like games, that's a very casual, laid-back podcast. Um, I don't really know. That's uh, I listen to the web, the uh, podcast from Tech, Techno Buffalo website, Tech on the Range. That's, uh, okay. that's where I get all my tech news, but... I'm a techie, so <laughs> that's really all I listen to. Yeah, I, I, listen I know to I listen to a lot. Yeah, I, I listen to a lot. Um, I, I just like I can't think of it right now. Oh God! Uh, pulled up my phone and pulled out all like the subscriptions. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, right." Um, Michael Bailey's podcast, like Views from the Long Box. Oh yeah, duh, yeah. Like, like that's, yeah, that's, that's the first podcast I've uh, ever listened to. Views from the Long Box. So that was the first one that wasn't Crawl Space. <laughs> Because Crossface was the first one I listened to, but but Views was second, and like Michael Bailey. Did Actually, a great no, work. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Crossface. I listened to Crossface. I downloaded a bunch of episodes from that. Forgot about it. 
because uh, this was back before I had like an iPhone and you can easily download them. I forgot about it, found views. He recommended Crawlspace and was like, hey, I remember that show. So, mm. yeah, God, uh, I did technically listen to Crawlspace first. Excellent, excellent. Um, <laughs> what about the personal questions? What, what do you like to do in your spare time? And like, like you know, what basically, how, how do you entertain yourself when you're not watching Dragon Ball Z Kai? <laughs> juggle. Uh, I juggle a lot, actually. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> uh, I like to, I used to be big in watching movies. Uh, not so much anymore. I guess I just don't have the attention span. But uh, I, I play video games fairly regularly during the week. And the weekends, I just try to hang out with my friends. Uh, I'm lucky in that I have a, a job now that I have weekends off. So it's the first time I've ever had a, a set schedule at a work, and it still feels weird. Excellent, excellent. Um, you still work at Best Buy? I read a lot, yeah, so forget about that. Do you still work at Best Buy? I do. Um, I work retail. I've pretty much worked retail my entire life, uh, other than a few service jobs that I didn't like. Uh, I don't mind it. Everybody bags on retail, but it's 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 not as horrible as you can. It's my chosen field. So, it's, to me, it's all about the customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can have good or bad days, and uh, indeed, luckily my position, I don't have to deal with a lot of them. So, uh, and my aspirations, I guess, would be that I I don't really want to become management anytime soon. I am looking uh, into a supervisory role, but that's uh, as far as I want to go currently. I don't. I don't want the trade-off of fifty to sixty hours a week for a nice fat paycheck. It, I, I. I. don't need that much money. I. I am totally the same way too. <laughs> I need. I need my life as well. Uh, that, that's. That's awesome, man. Um, myself. I mean, I. I like. I like to read when I can. I like to read, but I. I really have time to, uh, comics, novels, uh, what have you. Uh, I mean. I podcast. I, I, that's that's something I enjoy doing. I, I'm Crossface. Crossface and TV are the only other shows that I do. This the next dimension is the only one that like I actually started up with somebody else, as opposed to being kind of uh, drafted or you know uh, taken on. Um, I write reviews. Whatever. Don's super busy. I, I'm like, hey, can we record? He's like, can't do it. I'm recording this that day. What about this day? No, <laughs> can't do it. This day. Well, damn, you're a hot commodity here. I don't know. So his podcasting is not a. It's it's not like a hobby. It's his other job. <laughs> dude i wish man like uh most most of the re- half the reason i was in comic-con was to report you know nebulous batman news like you know the, the scribble knots game in arkham origins um uh, again i don't get paid for that oh, <laughs> <laughs> um i mean but i I, do, I write reviews for crawl space i write uh reviews whenever the the main spider-man book comes out with along with crazy chris um that's, that's kind of fun I, I just like to i like to write i like i want to be a writer i graduate with an english major and writing specifically, and I like to write just stories. I got like writing short stories, although you have to be good to publish them. So obviously, I want to get better and be good. Um, I didn't know you like to write creatively. Oh yeah, all yeah. I've, all, I've, all I've ever uh, seen is uh, reviews and I guess editorials, which are always good. But well, I mean, I, I don't like you know. I'm not one to really like like show off my own, my own imagination <laughs> so like once i actually once I get, I get a consistent level of positive feedback then i'll i'll show you some stuff but uh basically that's it yeah i mean i i uh, i liked i really like drawing i used to i used i actually used to be an art major but um i've not drawn in, in over a year or so i actually have a deviant art account down on mark one if anybody cares to see that, I wouldn't mention it. But when i when i was a kid like when i was like a dragon ball z fan as a little kid i drew dragon ball z all the time not done so since, so that's that's at least ten fifteen years. But uh, it's still uh, something I enjoy doing when I, when I get the chance. Uh, 
Yeah, I was an art major also. Uh, didn't work out too well. It's hard, man. I didn't want to major in it, and I didn't want to do a career in it because yeah, I've seen too many artists who, and I've had commissions in the past where it's like, all right, draw this for me. And the, it just sucks all the fun out of it. When the expectation is on someone else, it's I, I didn't didn't dig it as much as I, I like to. And I so I just wanted to keep it purely as a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to like I, – I am not – I am very much not the kind of person to do something just to do it. I, I always have to find some creative enjoyment out of it. Like uh, like if we were doing this, this, this podcast every day, it might be fun for you guys, but that would really drain on me. So like I can't – we would, you know – need you know kind of like time away from it and kind of keep it fresh kind of keep it keep you interested i mean I'm, I'm i'm loving doing this podcast i really really enjoy it and i absolutely love what we're covering right now but the fun of that is the variety in our other lives and not being like you know if this were a job it would be a very versatile job for us to kind of keep on doing it which is why like constant has a weekly podcast which is kind of just talk about anything under the sun which uh, i admire them for doing that that takes a lot of dedication um but you know, I mean, like that's that's the that's the beauty of of people's lives and life itself. There's always variety and happiness to be found. Um, so before I wax poetic more, <laughs> we have a uh, returning email from Mr. Luke. He writes, um, excuse me. He writes back me again. I noticed that Intense third eye does move, but I still have my opinion, and I blame the fact on the anime. I also, it is his eye, by the way. I don't, it's never explained, but it works as his eye. Uh, I also realized that the Bardock special is out of continuity because Raditz says that three years ago, Planet Vegeta was hit by an asteroid. But at the same time, Goku is, what, 25? In the, in, and in the Bardock special, he's not even one. Of course, it, of course, Raditz could have been off the planet 22 years ago, and Frieza just lied to them that much more. Um, that's, that's actually what happened. Yeah, Frieza, Frieza was a liar. <laughs> if you listen back to our episode covering the Bardock special or any episode uh, since then, we'll, we've mentioned that. Um, also, I've listened, re-listened to your podcast and your coverage of the Frieza saga and realized that when they wished back everyone that Frieza has been killed, wouldn't that bring back the Saiyans? And they would probably just die from lack of air because they would be wished back in space. Uh, because they, they die in the place, they die, they are brought back in the place that they die in. And only that didn't work with Goku in the Saiyan saga at the end of your coverage of the Frieza saga. You said that we will never have a more feminine villain. Android 18, duh, need I say more? And about the Saiyan apes, they need their tails to transform. But the very definition of an ape is a primate without a tail. Toriyama! I never even thought about that. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good catch. Um, it's true. Whoops. Also, I noticed that in your show notes, you spelled Frieza F-R-E-E-Z-A. And I've seen it spelled F-R-E-I-Z-A. Well, that's all the time I have for you guys. See ya. P.S. I also think I'm obsessed with DBZ. I asked my friend's brother if my friend was at church, and he said, and instead of asking if Andrew was there, he asked, I asked if the Android was there. And I also thought my <laughs> pa- <laughs> yes, corrupting you. And I also thought that my pastor said Tn lols. Um, uh, probably ends it on like calling you out, like you spelled it wrong. Peace. Actually, uh, Luke, uh, before not so fast. Um, there actually are different spellings this is that this is this is a legitimate thing um there are different spellings in terms of like because different spellings in terms of like the characters because uh i know ginyu is spelled different it's spelled inconsistently in japan um in one of the japanese games that i own uh ginyu spelled g-i-n-e-u-e-w but everything else including the manga spells it g-i-n-y-u frieza in the japanese version is most usually spelled f-r-e-e-z-a 
but in the Funimation dub, it's referred to as F R E I Z A. So I don't that's think really. Been spelling it is the I, but I think that's. Uh, I just saw that somewhere and was like, okay, that that that's right, I guess. I mean, I don't really consider one more right over the other because it all comes down to the pronunciation. Um, I mean, I just spell it F R E E Z A because I'm just, I'm just incredibly lazy. <laughs> it's easier for me to remember. I did it because in my notes, uh, I'm less likely to read freezer if I spell it uh, more funky. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, like I mean, in in the Japanese version, Goku's uh, saying name is Kakarato, and like in the Funimation, they just call him Kakarot because it just it just rolls off rolls off the tongue. But, um, you know, I mean, hell, I mean, like, uh, Super Saiyans in the Japanese version is, pr- is referred to as Super Saiyajin. And Super Saiyans is just, you know, a truncated form that we that we just say in the American version. I mean, it's just, they're not wrong at all. They're just easy. They're just easy to roll off the tongue. How do you spell Saiyan? Does it have a Y in it or a J? It is, uh, well, I mean, Saiyan is S-A-I-Y-A-N. Uh, but in the so Japanese... is that why people abbreviate it SSJ? Yeah, that's that's where that comes from, and and I, I do that because like there was a time in, in Phantom where you would get lit on fire if you call them like SS Goku or SS Trunks or whatever. Like they would make like you know oh it's the Trunks SS or boat Goku boat. or whatever. SS. Yeah, exactly. Like that was a big thing. Like that was a big no no in Phantom. So that I, that just got burned to my memory to do. I, I still call them Super Saiyan, but like yeah, that comes from Super Saiyajin. That that's that's where that comes from. I mean, it doesn't make much sense. But like, Jin is a Japanese form of of people or species, I, I believe. So that's where that comes from. I mean, I think they they call the Namekians the Nemec Sea Jin. I think. And again, this this not to say that the word Namekian or the word Saiyan are wrong or incorrect. It all becomes it all comes down to like you know, like uh the phonetic kind of way. The Japanese language interprets some terms, and then the American language interprets some terms. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a Japanese scholar in terms of the of the grammar. Just so, like, I'm not, you know, three thousand percent sure of this, but that's pretty much the reason why. Um, I mean, like, you know, I mean, there's there are name changes, like, you know, from Hercule to Mr. Satan, and, and back and forth, and then there are name changes where you know it's Kakarote or Kakarot, Freezer or Frieza, because I guess the word Freezer is too obvious of a pun. <laughs> but, it's not a pun. That's just a word. I know for real. It's just whatever. What, what have so you? Why is he named after an appliance? I don't know. Um, well, the Ninja Turtles can find an appliance. So. They, well, I mean, they, they, get ready. Come, coming when this summer, Michael Bay's Turtles set the world on fire. Um, but yeah, like I, I, the, the spelling is it's it's inconsistent, but it's it's honestly inconsistent within the series. So, nah, nah. <laughs> Uh, and finally, I shall finish off this last email. It is our trademark emailer, Mr. Daniel Yarbrough. Daniel writes, so how much filler can you take before it gets fattening? <laughs> hey there, Jesse and Don. I hope you had a good time at SCCC, Don, you lucky bastard. And also, a happy belated birthday to you, Jesse. You guys had a, you guys had another fine episode this month, and I just wanted to commend you on how you make discussing even the small, mostly filler parts of the series fun. And make me, as a listener, remember what is fun about them. It's like when you marathon a whole series or season of a show, there are these episodes that you kind of forget about or even want to skip over, but when you take them on their own, they're enjoyable. That's one of the things I love about listening to your show. It's a reminder for me of all the little story beats that make up a whole series that I love. I don't know if I should be proud or embarrassed. I've gotten such a reputation for my long-winded emails on your show. Ironically, I've tried to be more focused and trim back on what I write to you guys in the last few emails, but I can't seem to help myself. With that in mind, I'll get right to sharing my usual thoughts and ramblings for, from listening to you guys. 
Uh, let's see. I don't think you've actually had to be dead to be on King Kai's planet. After all, King Kai and his little animal psyches are alive. I think death is just a primary way to enter that universe, or I should to say, the next dimension. <laughs> you should say that. <laughs> Name dropping aside, I always thought that looking at the Dragon Ball's afterlife as a parallel dimension was the easiest way to explain how it exists, with all the different deities and planets of its own, while still connecting to the rest of the galaxy. Goku's instant transmission seems to be able to cut through just in time, of, uh, cut through time and space, so he cannot only travel to another planet, but also to another planet in another dimension without any care. And that's a good point, because because King Kai's planet is a planet. Um, and I mean that's 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 kind of the thing with like and, and again going back to the Japanese version, the 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 the, the, the deity structure, like because sometimes King Kai's planet is is like actually referred to as heaven, which is odd. And like sometimes it's actually referred to as hell, which is odder. But again, it's it's very. I mean, those aren't like you know, the the stringent uh, places that that they're supposed to represent. It's just a very vague kind of like you know, afterlife kind of thing. Which is why Goku had a halo when he was dead. Um, I mean, I I, mean, I, I get you. It's it's almost it, it is kind of like another dimension, but it's almost like you know, in terms of like of the living world, they don't live there mostly. It. I don't know. Well, this actually comes back up in, in the late end of the series, but uh, we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Hmm. Um, now, come on, guys. King Furry, yes, that's his name. What <laughs> is a dog, not a cat? Show some respect. He's the king of Earth for crying out loud. And seeing that he was the king of Earth back when the uh, Demon King Piccolo Saka, that seems to be a lifetime position. Sure, he was created basically just as someone for Piccolo to overthrow and take over the world, but it's the closest we get to seeing any political or government presence in this series, so we gotta take what we can get. Actually, in reading up on the little on, on the little there is of him to get his name, I guess the theory is that he comes off from a long line of dog kings as seen in the portraits of his office, and that probably got started when one of his ancestors used the Dragon Balls to wish to be king. What? What, did that, what the hell did I just read? <laughs> okay. It's just speculation, but I thought it was an interesting idea. It took me a while as a viewer Earth to... Earth is ran by a canine dictatorship. I know. Oh my god, Toriyama. Uh, I want were... that, like, that movie, you know, The Origin of King Furry. Dun dun dun. There's an entire, like, backstory of, like, of, like a Dragon Ball prequel with, like, Master Roshi, Kami, <laughs> and King Furry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Master Roshi probably knows. We probably go way back. He hangs out with all kind of weird animals. Probably go like the, like the same mustache club. Because he's a dog with a mustache. <laughs> God, I can't take. Uh, <laughs> it took me a while to really understand the idea that being a Super Saiyan was such a strain from them for them to be able to act normal and be relaxed in that form made them even stronger than we got into action. I just remember it being very unimpressed and wondering why everyone's making such a big deal that Goku and Gohan were just walking around Super Saiyans. Fortunately, now that I'm older and slightly wiser, I get the importance of this training and what the two are doing much better. That said, I always really enjoyed the scenes of Goku and Gohan in their casual clothes relaxing. The outfits themselves are great with Gohan's very casual martial artist look and almost makes him look kind of zen. And Goku wearing that awesome jacket that has a similar color scheme to his regular outfit, so he still looks like Goku while dressing like a regular guy. To me, these are really enjoyable filler episodes, though the, the, they, the way they pile up on the original anime does take too long to get to the Cell games. Put together, and it just drags the show down on, on each episode just fine. Like the one where we see the little backstory of Goku and adorable baby Gohan, including the awesome image of baby Gohan smashing through a freaking huge tree. God, I don't even remember that. 
I also like the filler episode that you didn't mention where Gohan saves a little village girl, helps a village from being threatened by some goons, gets some sage advice from an old man, and scares the crap out of Mercenary Tao. It's a simple little episode that feels a lot like the kind of filler that they had in Dragon Ball, not just because it features a Dragon Ball villain, but because Goku would have a similar random encounters with people where he'd run into someone with, usually of a family, a family of some kind, help him some trouble, get some advice, and move on. I would agree. Then we get Dende becoming the new Guardian. Story-wise, I think this is a really good idea to bring back the character and to fill the hole left by Kami so we can have the Dragon Balls. It kind of makes me wonder if this is always intended for the character given how much attention he got in the Nemec Saga, or if it was just Toriyama realizing he needed a replacement for Kami and there was no better choice. Dende is just a perfect choice for the position. It makes you wonder how much of it was planned and how much of it was just good luck. The Dragon Ball statue wasn't used as a blueprint for the Eternal Dragon. It was actually first shown in Dragon Ball. When King Piccolo blew up the Shenron statue was shattered, Mr. Popo had to literally glue the Dragon Ball statue back together so the Kami could revive the dragon. And so using it here makes a good callback to that from Toriyama and makes it a lot easier and faster than trying to explain how you make a Dragon Ball. Damn, I want a purple cup of that statue to be put on my coffee, coffee table. I would argue with Donovan's statement that Goku being able to teleport and get the Dragon Ball so fast diminishes the first series when you consider how much filler is put in to cover that bit of story in the original anime. Sure, it's a lot easier than it used to be, but what happens when the characters know what they're going after doing after so long? I always thought it was weird that Goku put so much emphasis on him and Gohan spending time relaxing, using the time they have to enjoy themselves, and he wastes like two or three days hunting down the Dragon Balls and leaving Gohan out in the, at the outlook. I really like the look of Android 16 when he shows it to the tournament with the Castle Quora logo on his chest. It really kind of symbolizes the, the change his character has gone from the little bit we've seen of him in the series. It's a change that is really visible and puts to the test when Goku walks right up to him and says hi. 16 does not start attacking him then and there. It's a little physical change that, that can represent a bigger character change. And I really like it and kind of wish he had got to do more of this. Alright, here we go. The introduction of Mr. Hercule Satan. And yeah, I always think of Macho Man uh, when I see him too. I never mind the name change to Hercule myself. I think it's fitting for the character. And it's a name that rolls off the tongue nicely. I really like him as a character, but at times he is really annoying. I think the filler padding just makes him really unlikable. He can be funny and have good important character moments, and I think he develops especially towards the end of the series, but when the show needs to pad out the episodes, they like to cut back to their gang of characters for quick laughs. And when you hear Hercule make his 100th idiotic boast about how he's great, <laughs> or that the heroes are just fakes, you lose the joke and the character becomes annoying. My thoughts exactly. It makes me curious that if the Kai version helps solve this this aspect and keep him from becoming a more annoying than comical. Uh, but overall, he's a character that I've really come to enjoy, and I see why he's one of the creator's favorites. Also, I want to make a note of Christopher Rager's vocal performance in the Funimation dub. It's a voice that just fits the character so perfectly and makes him distinct sounding from all the other characters in the series. I agree. Uh, I don't know the voice actor's name, but very good job. Listening to you guys, I was thinking about how different this was. This battle was being broadcast to the world compared to how the arrival of the Saiyans was. With the Saiyans, you always had the news people scrambling around trying to get little shots they could of the fight. Here we have an official announcer and the people watching and actually knowing what's at stake and what side to root for. It's an interesting change and you would think that what the world is about to see would have a bigger impact on what it, ha what it ends up having. Also, do you think the reason Chi-Chi and the Ox King are watching at home and not gathered on Kami Island with the others is because Roshi told her, Hell no, you can't watch this with us after what happened during the Saiyan Saga? It's quite possible. But all our heroes out there, the Wormos are out of the way, and the Cell Games is about to begin. I think that's it for this email. Nothing else to talk about from your show. Oh, wait. I think there was one thing that you guys mentioned at the end. Was it? Oh, yeah. A call-in show. Seriously, that is awesome of you guys, and I really hope that you, I can make it on your show when you guys have it. 
Let me be- take this moment to express my gratitude to you guys for not only making such a fine podcast, but for taking the time to read and discuss not only my overworldly emails, but the emails from all your listeners. I was afraid to write, write into your show, as I'm always more comfortable being si- as a silent listener than I am taking the chance to strike up a conversation with the people hosting the shows I listen to. But you guys made me want to be a part of that conversation so much that I put my shyness aside and try, instead of laughing in my face, you thank me for sharing it and encouraged me to keep on writing in. So in case I don't get to talk to you guys in person, I just want to say thank you for, for that and for always being good to me and all of your listeners. Truly, sincerely, Daniel Yarbrough. P.S. Damn. Now I have to think about something actually good uh, for questions and think of that. Now I'm going to actually think of good questions and think things to talk about so I don't reveal that I'm an idiot when I call in. Uh, thank you, thank you very much, Daniel. Uh, it's, it's no problem, you know. Just, just uh, we encourage thoughts and conversations, which is why we're doing the call-in show. So uh, I don't imagine you'll be at a loss for words, Daniel. Nah, yeah, I can't see that happening at all. That, that would be very, very interesting if you couldn't say anything. That would be quite the <laughs> the plot twist. But uh, thank, thank you to you and everyone else that that have taken time right in. And don't forget that, like, uh, in two months' time. Uh, which would be September, we are going to have the Collins show. Uh, details will be announced at the Nipson page, but stay tuned for that. Yeah. So we're at the hour mark, as we typically are after the emails. I want to pop in a promo, and when we get back, Jesse shall start us off with the beginning of the Cell game. His strength is incredible. His name is legendary. His battle is never ending. Faster than a speedy bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. My name is Michael Bailey, and I host an internet radio show called Views from the Long Box. Superman is my favorite character of all time, and in 2013, he is turning 75. Because of this, a large portion of the episodes this year will be about the Man of Steel, in a series I'm calling Superman Superman at 75, 75. the celebration Celebration of a legend. I'm going to mark Superman's birthday in fine style by examining all aspects of the character's history, from the comics, to the movies, to the television series, and beyond, both alone and with the best and brightest of the podcasting world. It may not be every episode, but the bulk of views in 2013 will be all about the Man of Steel. He is the first and greatest superhero of them all, and he deserves no less. Superman at 75. The Celebration of a Legend. A series within a series, and the biggest birthday card a fan can give his favorite hero, only at Views from the Long Box. Views from the Long Box is a Fortress of Bailey-Tude production. New episodes drop every other Tuesday over at www.viewsfromthelongbox.com, and for this series, over at www.supermanpodcastnetwork.com.
You almost fell out of the ring. If you had, I would have been declared the winner of this little match of ours. Huh? Is the game too hard for you? Should I make it easier? Perhaps this will make things a little more interesting. <laughs> Hold on! What are you doing? I am tired of being confined to that ring anyway. Oh, and you might want to tell your friends to clear the area. What? <laughs> hey! Get away from the ring! No! Alright, we are back from our break and promo. Hopefully it's a show you guys will go listen to. Probably something awesome. But not as awesome as us, apparently. Oh, clearly, clearly not. <laughs> and I'm going to jump right in with uh, the first half of the Cell Games coverage. We start off with our champion, Hercule, returning to the ring after the bitch slap into the mountain he received from Cell at the end of last episode. <laughs> he immediately starts gloating about his rematch with Cell. Uh, which recurs through all of these episodes. In the ring, Goku and Cell begin their epic battle. They trade blows, and once it looks as if Goku is about to succeed in disqualifying Cell by uh, ring out, but at the last moment, Cell floats back up to the ring. The battle is taken to the air briefly, and as Goku crashes back to the ring, both combatants admit that that was a nice warm-up, and now they're going to get serious. Mm-hmm. The two make a massive show of powering up, when, which leaves everybody watching in awe, except for Goku, Gohan, who just kind of isn't that impressed for some reason. Dum dum dum. <laughs> uh, Hercule and company are also in attendance. Uh, his cameraman and his little ring girl and, yeah, that weird French guy. <laughs> and he, he's still going on about his next rematch. Right. Uh, Goku goes on the offensive and the fight continues in a blur until Cell splits himself into four, uh, which Tien uh, comments that there's no decrease in power level, as there should be with mm-hmm. this technique. Even because still, Goku... Um, go ahead. I was going to say, because um, I, I don't think they specify on, in Kai, but that's actually Tien's move. Yeah, I, I assumed it was, because yeah, they don't they don't really mention it, but especially with, with uh, the kind of techniques that Cell uses later, I, I assumed it was his. Yeah. So, so, Even with uh, Tien's like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, no, no, Piccolo has the best line. <laughs> uh, even still, Goku is able to hold his own, and after Cell steals a move from Piccolo, much to Piccolo's chagrin, <laughs> he succeeds in luring all four cells into the air after him, where he makes short work of those. Uh, they fall back to the ground and all merge back into Cell. Yeah, Piccolo's line is, uh, I think Gohan goes, wait, isn't that... Uh, yeah, he's still in my move. <laughs> Again. <laughs> you can see, he's like so pissed. <laughs> Cell next tries using the Destructo disc, and he's able to guide it, which Krillin was never able to do, because he's Krillin. And <laughs> even though Cell lets it known that he will not fall victim to the same mistake Frieza did, Goku outmaneuvers him, use, outmaneuvers him using the after-image technique. Mm-hmm. At this point, Goku chides Cell on using others' moves 
which Cell agrees and prepares a quote-unquote unique move, a fully powered Kamehameha Blast. Goku warns him that that will destroy the entire planet if it hits and launches himself into the air to lure the attack into the atmosphere. At the last moment, Goku evades the move by using instant transmission and asks Cell if he truly intended to let the world be destroyed. Uh, Cell responds, eh, possibly. <laughs> we next should get a brief scene of Dende learning his new role by tuning into the battle between Goku and Cell. Mr. Popo comments that he's a quick learner. Back at the arena, Clark and Zot, I mean Goku and Cell, are evenly <laughs> and moving around the arena in a blur of motion. The fight is taken to the air, and Hercule and company lose sight of them. Hercule has a bright idea that they're hiding behind a pile of rubble that's only about an inch high. Right. The reporter notices that the two are airborne, but the camera is not able to get a beat on them as they are too fast. After a few close calls with the edge of the ring, Cell decides that the ring out has outlasted its usefulness and destroys it. Thanks to Goku's warning, everybody is able to get out of his way, uh, out of the way of the blast in time. Including 16 and the, uh, the humans. Yes, six, I was going to say, 16 carries all of Hercule's men, all like six of them, well, count around, yeah, six of them total, mm -hmm. out. So it's a very heroic move on his part. On the open ground, the fight continues on with the two locking fists and proving to be the physical, uh, just about physical equals, both with yellow glows emitting out of them. Oh, yes. Shortly thereafter, Goku launches into the air and, much to everyone's shock, prepares his own Kamehameha wave. Everyone is taken aback and assume him to be bluffing. As the attack is readied, even Cell is shown to be frightened. At the last moment, Goku teleports directly in front of Cell and aims the blast upward, allowing it to safely dissipate into orbit. He blows, it, he blows Cell in half. He blows his head off! <laughs> And I'm that concludes sorry. this exciting chapter of Dragon Ball Z. Yamcha begins to uh, Yamcha Yamcha begins to exclaim that they are victorious when Cell's upper body begins to reform thanks to having Piccolo's cells. And Piccolo he looks even more pissed off at this. <laughs> he's, he's like, I, I need to find a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Both warriors are spent. Goku from putting all his power into the move and Cell from having to reform, oh, his entire upper torso. Goku unleashes a barrage of blasts towards Cell and appears to have the upper hand and have him on the ropes until Cell, Cell counters with a giant purple electro force field thing. I don't really know what it does, but it looks cool. <laughs> Trunks, being the genius that he is, recommends giving Goku a sensu beam and attacking Cell full force. Vegeta chides him, talking about Saiyan heritage and plot contrivance, and goes on. <laughs> nice. Uh, after this uh, verbal lashing, we don't really hear any more about Trunks' uh, plan. Right. Cell is ready to go another round with Goku when he surprises everybody by forfeiting the fight and throwing in the towel. <gasps> The first round of the Cell games is over. Oh, God. <laughs> I, 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 I'm still laughing about that fucking Jarvis line. Well, well played. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, Jesse, like, like, what were you thinking about uh, this part? Basically, like, it was basically just Goku versus Cell the entire time. What were you thinking? Uh, I loved it. Yeah, I thought the fight was really pretty epic. Um there's I don't know it's weird. There's nothing groundbreaking about you know what they've they've used, but mm -hmm. it, it was just executed really well. 
it's a nice mix of you know long range maneuvers and aerial stuff with a lot of like quick footed actual like hand to hand combat which I wasn't expecting that much from Cell because he he doesn't strike me as a very swift character. Mhm. Oh, my cat had an opinion. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I think that like um there was so much hype going into Goku fighting Cell because he's been out of the fight for like pretty much since the beginning. Did you think that, like like they matched up to the hype? Did you think that like what we were promising basically with a whole Goku's got a plan or whatever and like you know basically Cell's powers versus Goku's powers? Did you think that that, that worked up at the end of the day or, or did you think that like you you want to see more from it? No, actually, uh, I thought it was uh it built it uh succeeded in all the hype, which is a very dangerous thing to do because hyping something up. You have a high potential to be disappointed, but I really wasn't. Um, I also thought it was interesting that everybody is here and Goku's fighting. And it's not like he doesn't rush in at the end of the day. It's like he's he's going first, you know, which I don't think we've really seen before or not in like such an organized respect before. Not you know, since Goku gets here and everybody's like already half dead. Not since like I want to say like the last fight in Dragon Ball, to be honest, like his uh, him versus Piccolo. It was, it was like that. But like. I don't think we've seen it since. So yeah, I, I would agree. That's that's an interesting change. I also like just how organized the fight was. It had ring outs. It had an arena. Uh, you had everybody watching. You know, you had the entire world essentially watching. So uh, it felt yeah, it felt very much like a tournament that that Cell wasn't as you were saying earlier. He he's not necessarily out to destroy the world. He he just kind of wa- he wants to fight the, and prove his power. Absolutely. Um... I have lots of thoughts in this fight. I think that it begins fairly limp-wristedly, and I'm actually kind of irritated like how it, it began because it was it was it was it, it kind of did the same like you know like oh we're just warming up kind of thing that like really wastes our time and like I don't I'm I'm grown not to like that, but this ends up being like like my favorite fight in the entire series. I <laughs> what we co- just what I covered just the Cell versus Goku themselves. I would say, if there's a at what it, point does it change? At what point does it like kick into high gear for you? Okay, uh, like right after um, Goku. Basically, it, it, from the episode like where it ended, where uh, Goku escapes the cells Kamehameha and like he kicks him down, and then like you know uh, he says the whole like oh I would have blown up the earth if I wanted to, but you know what I mean that much fun. Like it basically says I'm fast too, Goku. I don't need to teleport. Like the next episode where the animation is completely different. It's just balls out fight. It's just it's literally balls to the wall action, and that I mean it's it's a new animation team. We've not actually seen this before in the series. It is okay, okay. I was wondering because that's one of my notes was that it looks holy different. Crap, does the animation like just look crisper? The line, the line work, it, it's thicker, and uh, I like it better. I like it a lot better. But yeah, no, I, I mean I really enjoy. This is the debut of a new animation team. I I know there's a name for it. I don't know right now, but. Actually, I think it may have, may have appeared in the filler episode where Goku is looking for the Dragon Balls, but this is the first one we see action. And my god! My god! This this is, like, I think it's, like, the best fight in, like, the whole Android saga. In fact, like, I would say that this, this we've, we've not seen, like, a, like, an awesome, like, like just, like, pound for pound, blow for blow fight this cool. I want to say since, like, Raccoon versus Vegeta. It's been, because, like, if, I mean, if you think about it, dude, we've not really had a, a solid fight throughout this entire arc i mean piccolo versus 17 was pretty good but like i think this i mean this one because of the stakes and because like you know the audience and, like because like the tension 
it really amplifies like the, the really good fighting that's in this that's in this that's in the the series. Like I I I mean, if there's a better fight after this, then I'm I've, I'm then I'm forgetting about it. Like after this part mm-hmm. of the series, because I I I love this fight so much. That entire episode where Goku just like beat Goku and Cell beat the hell out of each other, it really sells it. I think it really it really really does. I think it's a it's a common like misconception that Dragon Ball is all like you know standing on the opposite side of the sky blasting each other because you know at this point you have characters who can do that but like I love the melee they were doing like they you know they were hopping around on the uh, on the on the arena and there were like a number of times where Goku was like doing handsprings and backflips and I was like that's that's cool it kind of harkens back to a, the martial arts mm-hmm. that Goku trained his whole life for so. He, you can tell that he's a fighter and he he's trained. He's not just using his brute strength. Yeah, exactly. This was like this wasn't like you know, I, I'm I'm trying to think of how how this is so different than most of the other fights. But it to, to, honestly, I think every Dragon Ball Z fight should be like this. If it was, it would probably be repetitive and you know boring. But all, all of a sudden, it went from this very very like you know slow meandering. Well, I have these people's cells. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I, I like seeing Cell use different people's techniques. But there was a sense of them like very. It was like they were kind of putting their, kind of tipping their toe into the water, and not really diving in, and you kind of want a sense of immediacy, when like the. I mean, granted it's a tournament, but like the like, you know the world's on the line, and everyone's everyone is very very scared of Cell, and everyone is very very anxious to see why Goku's being so calm, what his powers are since leaving the time chamber. There's a lot of there's a lot of like like. Like 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 really underlying hype going into this fight, and I think that like the animation at a certain point really really met it. Um, there's that one episode where it just starts off, and it starts off like with a new animation. You don't really see the fighters at all. You just see everybody reacting to them. Like they they are gobsmacked, gobsmacked. Like they are their mouths are hanging open. You just hear the noises. You see the smoke blasting, and then like all of a sudden you see Goku and Cell just like just flash in and out. And then you see more and more of them, and, and Cell's throwing all these punches, and like you know, they are like they're 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 dodging punches, they're throwing punches, they they hit they kick each other at one point, they like knock each other out. Um, one point, like they're in the air, and Cell's like like out of nowhere splits into four people and throws Goku to the ground, and then they fight at the edge of the ring, and Goku's like fighting at the edge of the ring, like very nearly being knocked off. That and was he, one of my favorite parts when he. He has to like essentially spin around. It's almost like a ballerina move he does. Yes, it shows off his agility. Yeah, exactly. Like, like there. I mean, I could point to so many. I'm, I want to talk about this fight for a while. Like, I could point to so many moments in this fight where, like, I was just like, like oh my god, yes, this is this is so much of what I want to see. Um, I remember yeah, when I when I see fight scenes because I mean, like movies, you know, especially like big movies nowadays have tons of fight scenes. And it can get monotonous very easily. I love yes. to say, you see that when he did that move? That was so awesome. And, like, this fight brings tons of parts like that. Absolutely, it does. Like, um, I mean, like, like, in the beginning, when they were kind of, you know, doing their warm-up, uh, it, it almost doesn't make sense that they're doing that. I mean, I really don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about you, because, like, you know, a lot of this is kind of new to you, but, like, I feel that that's, like, one of really over, it feels... I think that's one of those tropes that Toriyama puts in there, which he which he thinks is a lot more effective than it really is. Because I remember, like, he, I, I'm pretty sure he did the same thing with Freeze, like, oh, we're doing a warm-up now. And there are times where it can be kind of intimidating, like, you know, with, with Vegeta and, and Cell, where, like, uh, Vegeta was taking it seriously, but Cell wasn't. But when the two characters who are strong and, like, the world's in, in their hands and everything aren't taking it seriously, then the audience shouldn't. 
so that part was like, I mean, well, I had forgotten about that part um, as I was watching. I was watching. I was, I was getting really annoyed. I was like, really, you're gonna start the fight off like this? But the moment, like, like, like after after that Kamehameha blast, it just goes crazy. Like, 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 like in the blink of an eye, it's it's really really cool. Um, what the, are you... uh, I want to say that. Go ahead. The. I mean, I guess you could say the characters were getting each other's measure, but it, I, granted, I know they haven't fought before, but it feels like they should already have that. Right. Like they don't. They shouldn't have to do that. I guess because we've just seen so much of Cell, and we've seen Cell and Goku interact before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they've met. They've met twice before. Um, I think it's because like Cell really hasn't. He really hasn't been tested very often. And that's the kind of you kind of want to see that. I mean, he really wasn't really trying to fight anybody. I mean, we've seen him fight Trunks and Vegeta, but he I mean, he wasn't really trying, you know. Like, yeah. So like, there's there's kind of like that that knowledge going into the fight that we've not actually seen Cell go toe to toe. And he's very very strong. He's very very anxious to fight Goku. So if he's anxious to fight Goku, we want to see Goku kind of meet his uh, his uh, you know his excitement. And. Oh, yeah, um, I think that, like, uh, again, like, I mean, it's it's done. I mean, I'll get to the manga in a minute, but like, it's, it's done in the manga, and then all of a sudden, like, when they start powering up, it's really interesting because, like, it just kind of like, I thought it was kind of interesting where like, after they started powering up, Cell says, "Go for it." Goes like, "Okay," and he starts just punching Cell out. That part I did kind of like, which it was very weird to me. Like, why I'm not sure why Cell did that. I guess he was just so into Goku's power because like he basically has a man crush on Goku. Yeah. <laughs> during this time, um. What were you thinking about? Like something I kind of complained about. What were you thinking about like, the first part of the of the fight when they were like warming up and Cell was using other people's abilities? I know you said you enjoyed it, but did did like because I mean I wasn't really digging it because com- just comparing it to the, the the later fight. But what were your thoughts on it generally? Well, once he did uh, once he did Tien's move, I had the, their number. I was like, okay, they're going to do this thing. They're going to kind of tease us. You know, it's like the first round before the the big fight. Like, he's going to use this, and then, like, I knew he was going to use a couple other moves. Like, okay, he's going to do someone else's moves. And, like, we, we've seen Goku uh, dodge Destructo Disc before. And they even commented on it with Frieza. So it's like, okay, you're kind of treading the same ground again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad, but, yeah, it just, it, it wasn't, like, the most thrilling fight. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like, I mean, like, that's probably what it, what it was, that, like, it was pretty much the exact same as Frieza. Like, him dodging those pink discs. I mean, like, like I mean... I, I even complained about it during the Freeza saga that we didn't want to see that. So uh, it was one no, of those I things. Did, I did really like seeing him uh, fight all four of the cells just mm-hmm. because he held his own against all four. Like they were all attacking him at once. And I thought, I thought that was a cool touch. That was, that was nice. I, I, I did like the idea that Cell. That's, that's, see, that's a move, even, even though like, it, like uh, in Dragon Ball when Tien used it, uh, the, the drawback was that like, it, it like, you know, divided your, your power by 25%. There were 12 eyes. You know, actually, in Japanese, it is called the twelve eye technique. Really? Because of Tien's three eyes being just into four people, <laughs> so uh, you you do have their number. <laughs> but um, I think Japanese. <laughs> but I mean, um, it's it's cool to see Cell do it at one point because it is kind of you know like make him a bit unpredictable. I mean, I like every time he uses other people's techniques, like, I like it because it kind of it's it's often almost forgotten about because he does, he, uses, he spams the Kamehameha so often. That like I like the idea that he uses other people's cells, and we've seen him talk about Frieza and um, and uh, Piccolo often. We don't see him use the other Z fighters techniques. You know, we see uh, uh, Tien's technique, which is kind of cool. Well, uh, which one of Yamato's techniques did he use? Well, uh, in the Japanese version, 
him taking Tien, or Krillin's kins on he this. He dies like Yamcha. <laughs> yeah, a Cyberman jumps him in. That that's, that's his power. <laughs> <laughs> um, they commented the fact that like because Krillin. Krillin's not been showing up to this point to, to direct the uh, the uh, Destructor Disc as much as Cell does. And Yamcha's super move was to take an energy blast and kind of direct it like a like a biplane, like Cell did with this, this, this disc. So in the Japanese version, it was sort of a combination between Krillin and Yamcha's technique. Um, it's not that's bit's not in the manga, so it's it's not it's not as easy to ascertain, but like the characters in the anime kind of do, which is kinda of cool. I mean it, it it kind of makes sense that Cell would mix and match different moves against Goku, kind of keep him on his toes. I, so you said he spams the Kamehameha. Um, he's done it what twice now before? He, he did. It, he did it against Piccolo. He did it. Yeah, his first. Uh, his first in his first form. Okay, so I guess up to this point he's not actually spammed it. I mean, it's but it's still it's still he's done it before. And yeah. it, I I enjoyed seeing it again. I was like, oh okay, that's cool because he is using against Goku, who's most famous for that. Move. Yeah. Well, but no, that, like, I mean, I think the Kamehameha is just a fun move to see anybody do. Like, I love that stance that they do where they just like, fire it, and whenever a villain does it. It's really kind of cool to see. So, I mean, uh, like when Cell first did it against Piccolo, it's like holy crap, because you've never seen anybody like like that use it like that. <clears throat> but now I mean, that is now that's Roshi's move, right? Roshi created that move. Yes, I mean, t- I mean we say it's Goku's move. Really, it's Roshi's, but Goku's kind of like just made it look cooler. Because Krillin can do it also. Krillin can do it. Yamcha can do it. Tien can do it. Gohan can do it. Um, later on, uh, later on in, in a, a later movie, we see uh, Trunks do it. Which is really? um, which is random <laughs> that comes out of completely. Do, uh, do you suppose that Gohan taught him that before he lost his arm? Obviously. Um, oh, I should say. I mean, uh, you know, present time Trunks. Spoiler. Oh, little baby Trunks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We see him do it. Like not not as a baby, but like you know, when he gets older. But oh, um, pissed. <laughs> that's true. Like, we don't see he him. Supposed to learn Gatling gun, not that. <laughs> no big bang attack for Trunks. That, that's that's true. Like, why doesn't Trunks use any of Vegeta's techniques? That is kind of crappy of him, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, I mean, I like seeing Cell use it, but like, I mean, up to that point, I just, I just found the fight, I just found the fight to be not worth our money. But like, again, you know, uh, once that episode starts and like Goku and Vegeta, or I don't know, Goku and Cell are just killing each other. I mean, they're, they're not even really like, like, like killing each other, but you can tell they are trying so hard to to beat each other. They're trying so hard to win. Like, like the, I mean, I'm looking at the screenshots right now. The looks on their faces have such determination in them. They're gritting their teeth and they're, you know, scratching their eyebrows. They're squeezing their fists. And the attacks really, really hurt. And that kind of gets into, like, uh, why I was giving you those like those specific YouTube clips because Nicktoons hacked this, this – this, Nicktoons hacked this to hell and back. This, this was this – was, I'm not going to say heavily, heavily edited – but this was nickel and dime pretty pretty roughly because like some of the some of the the rougher contact hits, like there's one part where uh in the air Goku knees Cell and Cell has Cell looks like someone ripped out his lungs he's he's really in pain and like Nicktoons cut that out, um and then later on Cell like 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 knocks on Goku's back and that 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 look on his, on his face is taken out and like this is a fight that kind of really needs to be violent. And I think that like like the first part lacked a certain amount of violence that the, the later part made up for because the violence in this instance really it makes you care I think it so it sells the point yeah like I mean this is I mean yeah it's a tournament there's some fun to be had for the viewers but this is also the characters like like Krillin and the others are like so stoic that we should we should know why and it should be like and I think that like 
where the first half didn't do well, the second part really, really sold it. And, like, you, you got why they were also very, like, just stiff and rimrod and all that stuff. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. What else? Um, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, he blows up the ring, which uh, I thought, I suppose, it was a bit, like, a Dragon Ball Z-ish thing to do. Like, you know, just fight all, out in the open. But I, I like the ring when it lasted, I suppose. It was I thought it was kind of kind of redundant. Oh, I can't get a ring out. You just flew up in the air, way out of the ring's radius, man. <laughs> yeah, no. you're just being semantic. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they could have been like like out in the ring and over the ring, and they still would have you know, whatever. Because the ring is like you know like the size of like I don't know, like like a, like a gym or something, or maybe not even that. It's a fun arena to fight in, like you know, in, in the DBZ games. But uh, it was one of those things where like you you almost saw it coming that it was going to be blown up. Uh, but it was it was interesting seeing that. However, it was. Um, what did you think about Goku's Warp Kamehameha, which is a fan name, but you know, basically the combination between the instant transmission and the, and the Kamehameha technique? That is the the coolest move I've seen in Dragon Ball. <laughs> Happy to hear it. Tell me more. It was like, if one, it shows like how you know innovative he can be, you know, on the spot. Because yeah, mm-hmm. you think oh, combining two of your moves is easy, yeah, but like. I didn't see it coming. Right. And yeah, it makes sense. Like, oh yeah, duh, he's going to teleport. He could do that. But And then I, I haven't seen him... I mean, you see him so many times blasting from above. I, I've never seen him like blast somebody into space before. So that is <laughs> awesome. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, just like the fact that it's point-blank range. It's like, oh, oh, that's so, so nasty. You know what really sells it for me? Cell's reaction, because <laughs> he's like, he, he, like, 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 he says his face. He's like, he's like, F-. like, like, I really don't want this to happen to me. <laughs> he's yeah, so like, tell, he's like, oh hell, he is so afraid. Like, like he's like, oh god, no, and just oh man, like, and, and again, like the because like the in the manga, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you know, a very two dimensional, left to right kind of like story or you know panel layout it's it, it the, the angle is different in the manga whereas in the anime you see like like when he, when he teleports you see, i love this shot it's, it's the cover to our facebook page you see like from from goku's perspective looking up to cell and cells look down to him like 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 just how close they are and just like it's kind of an inverted because you do see the usually the domineering character is on like the, from the top down perspective so mm-hmm. for him to have the upper hand while in that position it's like it, it, it's something unique. You don't right. Know. And it's, it's a thing that, like, legitimately, like, you know, because we've seen, like, Cell get blasted before with uh, Vegeta's final flash. But this is one of those instances where, you, I mean, like, I, if, if you didn't watch, like you said in the synopsis, this honestly could have, like, ended the series. And, you know, I'll talk about how I probably should have ended the series. But, like, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but, um, like, it, no, it's, it's, this is badass. This is, like, probably the most badass Goku's ever been because it's, it's clever because he's always you always hear about how how smart of a fighter Goku is. It makes sense, but it's still unexpected because everybody's like thinking, "Oh no, is Goku going to destroy the planet to take out Cell?" Which you know he's not going to do, but this they certainly make you whether, whether or not they make you think that he might destroy the planet. It doesn't it doesn't automatically like lead you to believe that like he would teleport. So. Yeah, you you assume he has something up his sleeve, but there's no indication that that's what it is. Yeah, I mean it's it's always funny when when Krillin's scared. <laughs> But um, like when he like when when Cell's trying to call his bluff and he, and he just keeps on like like saying like Kame Hame, um, and like the look the look on his face is really good. Like he looks, he looks I mean he looks really serious, in a, in a way that like is believable. 
Oh my god. I, this is one of, this is one of my favorite moments in the series because it, it he he blows his head off. He blew his head off. Like Yeah, his, his entire upper torso is gone. Oh, like, awesome. It's 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 so nasty. Was, this is amazing. I love this. He just completely owned the shit out of him. He did. He totally did. And like uh like again, like you know, I mean, this this is this is a bit more understandable for it to be edited out. Like in the, in the Cartoon Network again, because Cartoon Network is a cable cable show. They got away with a lot more of the unedited violence. It wasn't totally unedited, unedited but a lot. I would say like like ninety percent of the violence was left left in. So you see Cell's Cell's head just like just burst and just pop off, and like like I mean, you see up close, like you just see, like see it in the white light, just psh, just like splatter everywhere, and it's not like a very like gory, like you know, like there's like you know. Uh, like like entrails and you know like liver all over Goku's face or anything, but like he, he just he just he just just like like you said he just blows the shit out of him. <laughs> oh. Now I have to wonder, uh, where the hell is his brain if he can do that? Okay, we have to get into this. This as awesome as this is, this does lead to a plot hole later on. <laughs> okay, it, I'm gonna bookmark that. Like, hmm, all right, I'm gonna come back to this. Next yeah. episode. Next episode. Oh, okay, next episode. Yeah, the, the, the next uh, next month's episode. So, I, I mean, say. you have to assume that maybe he has some form of like shape shifting ability to kind of move all his vital organs around or something. Because yeah, right. Your brain, your heart, everything just got blown. The cra- I know you're an android, but come on. Yeah, no, it, it's it's when you first see it, it's it's awesome. But like when you f- when like later information is revealed, it it just it 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 posts the it posts in the eye. Logic, reason, and sense. <laughs> Unfortunately, it take away anything away from the fight. No, but, no, it yeah, doesn't. It's kind of like, hmm, how does that work? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, like it really. I mean, like it's a legitimate. Like you cannot, you cannot talk your way out of this one kind of pothole. It's one of those things where you cannot. I mean, I, I invite our listeners to try next month, but like it's one of those things where you cannot, like, like work your way around. It's kind of you know like this. Uh, a wizard did it, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> those kind of things. But um. <clears throat> It was still awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, besides besides that, I mean, he, and then he regenerates, and like you know, any, anything else about like this? Because uh, it's, it's a, again, I, I told you uh, as we were texting, it's a very very straightforward fight. But uh, I mean, there there are excellent moments in it, but they're not like you know, there's not a lot to like you know, kind of form an opinion on one way or the other. Either you like it or you don't. I don't know who would. I can't. See I, who, I can't imagine someone not liking it. Yeah, like, exactly. Because yeah, it doesn't it doesn't break any new ground with like you know, the moves they're using or anything. But, yeah, it's just the execution of it. Right. It's like, there's, to, like, to me, this is what you you want when you go into Dragon Ball. Like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, this is what you should expect. Exactly. I mean, like, again, like you mentioned it before, Dragon Ball Z has a very, like, you know, just it just has a very cartoonish reputation for being, like, a fighty, fighty show. And, honestly, it is. In this arc, it's been very story-driven. And in fact, uh, I'll, I'll mention it in a second, but, like, I mean, the story was kind of concentrated more than the fights. Because, um, I mean, I, I maintain that, like, throughout the Android saga, most of the fights, and this is actually a criticism of, of the Cell saga and the Android saga as a whole, that I can understand. I would say the most of the fights, if not all the fights besides this fight, are very one-sided and, and like, you know, if to the point where I can see people saying they're, they're kind of uninteresting. Like, uh, like the 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 uh, 19 Goku fight, the 19 Vegeta fight, the 18 Vegeta fight. Um, most of them really aren't like you know dynamic. I know some of them really don't leave to the imagination who might win, but I think that like, I mean, I personally don't mind it because 
the stories around them are interesting and lean enough, and they don't really last long. It's not like ten episodes of one person just winning. Yeah. Um, what What do you think about that? Now, uh, I was wondering, do you think that that was intentional to say, "Hey, we're gonna have," uh, obviously not like how it was executed, but we're gonna have a bunch of fights where everybody's losing. So when Goku steps up to the plate to fight Cell himself, it's refreshing and it's something new. But maybe they just kind of botched the execution and how repetitive it seemed. Um. Well, okay. Toriyama has has said he's been quoted that during this whole this whole saga, the Android slash Cell saga. He had a lot more fun coming up. He 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 got really into the story that he was creating. He <laughs> that he was creating. He was he got really into coming up with the story, and I think that's why the story works out so well. Why we, why we enjoy the story because it's a lot more cohesive, a lot more dynamic. And uh, he said he had more fun coming up with the story than drawing the fight. See, like that, that's a legitimate quote from uh, Kazantai. Um, I think that's definitely reflected on the saga because you know the, again, like the fights don't last long, and like you know they're basically from one revelation to another. And I and also I can kind of see people seeing that, that, that sort of whiplash storytelling, we're kind of going from one end to another. But I I'm still I don't know like I I still find myself very very invested in what's going on. There's not a lot of like there's not a, there's there's not a lot of like straining the audience's attention. I don't think, which is what which I why I think it, it kind of like works for me. I can yeah I can see that yeah I I've. Uh... While the fights were repetitive, I it never got to the point where it was boring because the story did hold it, hold my yeah. attention so well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I I maintain that the weak part of this 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 saga so far was the uh, Vegeta and Trunks bit. That's because it was very very like that was very Dragon Ball Z in a very stereotypical way. I am stronger, I'll beat you. Oh no, I'm not. Oh, I am stronger, I'll beat you. Oh no, I'm not. But that like you know that lasted like like what one one podcast episode so. I mean, besides, we we had like you know like the Android eighteen Krillin shipping in the background, so it, it was still entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Um, no, but I, I didn't really mind it. I think that like uh, uh, it kind of going. I, I wanted to bring this up. Um, one thing that this that the anime just straight up has head and shoulders over the manga is that the manga fight of this of this of this the manga version of this fight it's boring as all hell. It's incredible. Really? It it is it is, bo- I was bored to tears with this um, with this uh part of the manga, and it's because a lot of the really cool parts aren't in it. It's honestly like like punch punch dialogue punch punch dialogue. There's really not a sense that Goku's like, I mean you know, Gohan says it in the story like you know I don't think you're trying very hard, but in the manga you honestly don't get a sense that like there's any effort being put in like like honestly, it's. Um, punch. They they punched for like 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 maybe a page. They said they were warming up. Uh, Mister Satan is surprised. Uh, they punch punch. Mm. Uh, and then he does a kamehameha. The Goku dodges it. And then like you know, then they punch. They punch punch. I mean, when I say punch punch, I mean like they literally they, they trade a punch. It's not like the fast fight like, that you see from with other fights. It's like one panel of you know them trading blows. And then like the ring blows up. And then like right after the ring ring blows up, Goku goes into the air and like fires a kamehameha. And it's like. I I can't see anybody getting excited reading that. It's it's almost startling how different it is. Like, and it's almost like, I mean, it's it's almost like I mean, like I, I know you want to kind of get to the story, but like, there's no story to kind of be invested in during the development of it. You know, it, I don't know. It's just, it's I mean, it's it's because I, I think that's very very transparent how they saw the the chance to improve it from the uh, the anime, uh, uh, the medium. You know. 
like with the, with the different episodes, the different animation, like you know, the different techniques yeah. of the different characters. I did notice in the story or in the anime that there were a number of times that they would both kind of pause and kind of take trade quips or kind of catch a, a breather, which I think is a very I don't I don't necessarily think uh, Dragon Ball, but I think Japanese kind of style to fights. Yeah. Uh, going back to you know, like sword fighting with samurais, you get like a pause, like a readjust your weapon, kind of take the measure of your opponent, which I like. I think I think it, it works. But um, do you think maybe they were trying to go for that approach in the man- manga and it just not worked? Um, or was it just was it just not enough fighting around it to even yeah. make it worthwhile? That's the thing. I don't think there was enough fighting. I mean, it was just like you know, you can say that they fought, but like. It really was. It was. It was like cut to the bare minimum, and like, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't know what Toriyama was thinking. Like, I, you, you have to, you, you have to kind of see it. Like, I, I can't stress this enough. Goku and Cell don't look nearly as intense as they do in the anime, and there's not nearly as enough fighting to go around. After Cell regenerates, there's a bit more fighting where they look a bit more tired, but like, it's almost, it's almost like just like it's completely lukewarm compared to like you know like like this the anime version. The anime version completely sells. The idea that like you know like like everyone's counting on Goku, whereas the the manga version, it feels very very like like by the numbers and very, it, it just feels like it's just treading water until Gohan gets in there. Spoilers, <laughs> um, and it's interesting and like what really kind of like put this in chart relief to me because we mentioned them earlier, is uh, the Kanzenshu podcast, um, uh, because you know they, they they do their monthly manga review of awesomeness where they go over, go go by the manga, and this entire volume, which is pretty much the, the entire episode. Um, they're. Tr- I mean, you can t- you can tell they're trying to be very very diplomatic about it, but you can kind of tell they're they're actually. I mean, I, I don't mean to, to, to speak about them behind their backs, but you can kind of tell that they're very disappointed, and like uh, there's not as much to really kind of get get into. I think there is. I mean, Goku still blows up Cell's head, which is which is unparalleled awesome, but I think in terms of the manga, there's really not enough, not not a lot to sink your teeth into for the first half, and I kind of get interested into. It's very very very. Just rudimentary, unfortunately. Which is why the anime saves our lives by being as awesome as it is. Uh, I was going to ask, what did you think of the humor? Because the humor was brought back in these episodes in a big way with her. Um, they haven't really had a, a, a comedic character to that extent before. You know, they played last with Krillin and Gohan, uh, but not like just straightforward, uh, pure comic relief character. Uh, do you think it was overdone? Do you think it was done well? I think uh, Kai keeps from being overdone. It kind of keeps sparingly where, like, you know, he gives the, the essentials. Like, you know, oh, they're over there. I see them. In the original anime, it, 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 they beat you over the head with it. Like, they const- like in the Funimation version of, um, like, the, like, the Cell Jr. fight, they keep cutting back to to uh, Hercule slash Mr. Satan and, he, and his dumb companions to just, like, making stupid comments about, like, you know, how everybody's a fake. Like they, in fact, I remember the Goku versus Cell fight, which was awesome. They don't stop going back to that that lousy announcer, trying to talk over over what he sees over the fight. And it's a thing. Like I, I think that the, the the idea of the humor is good. I think that it's a good idea, but like you cannot overplay that, or else it will be very annoying. Because I, yeah, I was watching the episodes, and towards the end, I thought this is almost overplayed. Like it's not. It's still funny, but mm-hmm. it's it's. I could see where it would be. Yeah, I mean, I think that like there are there are bits of it that are good. It all depends on the volume. Um, like I like when um, the camera guy uh, 
puts the camera in the air, and like the people around the world can't tell what's going on. Th- that's kind of cool. Um, but like, I mean, again, like I mean, the original anime, which I don't really suggest you. Well, I mean, you can if you want to, but like, really, like, like they, 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 it's like the amount of um, about scenes that that Hercule had in this are easily doubled, if not tripled, in the uh, in the in the original version. Um, not, 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 not that he takes up most of the show, but they keep going back to him, like saying pretty much the same thing. There's no real development. There's, you know, we don't get any flashbacks of his story. Or it's just like the same, same joke. And it all depends on the volume of it, I think. So I think that like in the Kai version, it's, it's, it's totally bearable. Uh, but originally it was not. And, um, the Kai version is more than the manga version where, you know, you just got just the right amount of sense of, uh, of humor in it. So I, I think ultimately it works, but it's, it's a balancing act. It's a juggling act. Yeah, because I uh, I found him funny and his uh, yeah like his his random they're behind that rubble, and, <laughs> yeah. and like the cameraman has a few scenes where he's like, you don't know it's like he doesn't believe it but he he just it's Hercule so he he wills himself to believe the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like this guy is so up his ass. I love it. Like, <laughs> and his his yeah he's or not the cameraman sorry the the uh, interviewer. Uh oh yeah yeah no yeah what what do those guys do. It's funny because, like, a lot of times they're so willing to, like, believe uh, Hercule's crap that, like, the, 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 the enthusiasm is, is kind of funny. But, like, you know, that, that gets overplayed. When you know it's not really legitimate or we know it's not really worth anything, that, that, that gets annoying, I think. But, I mean, I, I, oh, I, yeah, the, the, uh, the whole aspect of, uh, yeah, his rematch, you know, that, that gets a little overdone because I do keep mentioning it, but. Yeah, they all just you wait. Once my stomach gets better, I'll uh, I'll fight up. Yeah, his, his mysterious stomach ache. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of humorous, but um, it, yeah, it, it it uh, I mean, I think that like by by next episode, ultimately it doesn't like you know they don't keep on going doing that, but like once we have like a very safe amount of episodes where Goku and Cell are fighting, they they kind of do. Um, what I forgot about this. What did you think about the scene right before the fight ends with uh between Trunks and the Z Fighters, where Trunks <laughs> says, "For the love of God, give him a sense of being," and everyone's like, "No." That really irked me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I can't, I can't fathom why. Like, well, because you're getting mixed signals to an extent here. You're especially with the Z Fighters, who are you know very solemn the entire the entire episode so far, you know, it's like, this is the end of the world, you know, situation here. If we don't defeat him and Trunks is like, all right, guys, give him a sense of being, let's go in there and all attack him. And it's like, uh, no, well, why not? Uh, just no, say in, say it, say in. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Because saying, like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I get like, you, 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 it's a tournament, and you know those are the rules. But like, even a scene of like you could do Trunks rushing towards Cell, and Cell just backhanding him, you know, into obsolescence, and like, oh, I can't attack him right now. So you know, some something, some kind of desire. Yeah, just their willingness to just yeah leave him, leave Goku alone for that long was it. It's, it came off as a little like contrived. I can totally see that. Um, I think it makes sense with Vegeta. Oh, yeah. like, 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 Vegeta makes perfect sense, and yeah. even even his uh, his little speak speech about uh, their Saiyan heritage to an extent it makes sense because he said Goku didn't ask for your help. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's a good point, and like I could see even if they tried to rush to Goku's side and he said no, like 
But Goku, Goku didn't like wasn't hadn't stopped them yet. He hadn't mentioned anything to them. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like you know, both of them are Saiyans. It's def- I mean, I think ultimately Vegeta's right about Goku. I think that like I kind of I have a hard time buying Krillin not wanting to give him a sense of being because you see Krillin looks like I'm just staring. Because um, I mean, Krillin's the guy. Krillin's usually the voice of reason. I mean, I, I buy Trunks's. You know, obviously I buy Trunks's logic because it's reasonable, and also. I like the way that they did it with Trunks because he's not fought with these guys before. He doesn't really know their line of thinking. He's, you know, he's kind of unfamiliar with like you know these kind of older people's take on fighting, and you know he's honestly making a lot more sense. He comes from a different time, but I mean, I think that like it was a bit. I, I, I don't want to say corny because I wasn't like you know snickering at it, but um, I don't know. It was it was like you know really. <laughs> you're, you're really not gonna, get, like, gonna make him help like just like let him die needlessly because like. Like 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 everyone says, like you know, he is the the best chance they have against fighting cell. You're really not going to use this, you know, this health packet. <laughs> it's it's a bit like in that moment. I think they could. I think this could have been written better. I think ultimately. Yeah. Like, well, I, essentially, you have to be a good enough writer to hide the fault of why they're not all, you know, jumping cell. Exactly. And I mean, this isn't this isn't the uh, most grievous error. I think they they pulled off. That comes uh, a little later, but. I'm, listening, I'm, I'm excited for that one. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's yeah, it's like the the idea of this being the end of the world. They're not conveying it with what they're they're saying, as, yeah. as well as I think they should. I I think it could have been done better, but I, I don't think it was like the, like like. I, I'm, I blame Krillin. <laughs> Charles, was, Charles was good. Vegeta was good. Krillin was not, and I'll, I almost you know even Piccolo and Gohan to a certain extent. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if Yamcha had spoken up, they would have done something. Yeah, yeah, because they kind of all. Well, if if Goku says no, stop, like don't help me, I could see Krillin putting up the most argument to to not obey him. Like, right? He, I think he would, but he would be like, no, you need like he he is the voice of reason to an extent. Yeah, yeah, if, if they kind of went for it, you know. But like them them uniformly taking taking the decision that we must not save him. <laughs> it's like all right, um, and like, I mean, before we get into like the next bit, what did you think about? When it ends with you know Goku saying, "Well, I give up." <laughs> How'd that grab you? On one hand, like I kind of went into it expecting Goku to not win, like he to know he can't win, like he had <laughs> something up his sleeve. But it happens, and I'm like, "Okay, well, let's see where this happens." Like, I guess he's, I guess his master plan is to let somebody else do it, <laughs> which, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot can be said for the Saiyan heritage and Goku's like need to defeat everybody. So for him to kind of, yeah give up is like oh okay well, this is something we haven't seen his character do before mm. so, uh, so it definitely like intrigued me. Look, Goku, he's way up there. Hey, what's he doing? <laughs> Come Everyone, get down, take cover, get moving. Goku's releasing the Kamehameha! <laughs> Goku wouldn't dare him if the Kamehameha wave attack from there. He'll destroy the Earth if he dies. <laughs> ah, just relax, guys. Goku's crazy, but he's not that crazy. There's nothing to worry about. No! Goku! No! 
Don't do it! Please, Dad, don't! No, he wouldn't! Goku beaten Cell at his own game? Fighting at full power and using the killer combination of the Kamehameha wave with the instant transmission technique really blew Cell's mind. The sly Super Saiyan's maneuver put his friends in a panic, but the risk seemed to have paid off. Now the cruel monster is out of commission and the threat to planet Earth is over. Or is it? Oh yes. No, it, it was... Goku, Goku's character is a very, is a very interesting uh, specimen for this batch of episodes. And we shall get on with those batch of episodes right after this commercial break. In a world where planets die. I have come to the conclusion Krypton is doomed. Did I hear him right? Where good and evil fight a never-ending battle. But millions of people will die. Millions! Once again, the press underestimates me. One man will become a hero. Every world needs its heroes, Clark. They inspire us to be better than we are. And they protect us from the darkness that's just around the corner. One man will rise to the challenge. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! One man will wear spandex. Well, one thing's for sure, nobody's gonna be looking at your face. Mom? Well, they don't call them tights for nothing. <laughs> Presenting The Thrilling Adventures of Superman, a podcast looking at the Man of Steel's history via his earliest adventures in comics, radio, and film. Featuring reviews, commentary, creator spotlights, and more. Join the adventure at GreatCrypton.com. Kill them! Most of them can't be wished back to life! 
of it. Use it to unleash your power before it's too late for your friends. Just take a look out there. No one but Vegeta and Trunks can still defend themselves. Not even your father. He too will die. <laughs> This way! Why did you do this, Dad? Why did you count on me so much? If you're so sure I have all this power, then tell me how to bring it out! I want to help! I want to save you, Dad, but I, I can't! I, I don't know how! I'm too afraid to do this alone! And we are back. So, Goku has now given up against Cell, shocking his friends, his uh, his partners in crime, his wife, and the world watching him. So, um, Cell says, "You know, Goku, you must be you must be kidding me, man. Like, uh, with you, you know, out of the out of the fight, the world doesn't stand a chance." And he says, "Hold on, Cell. The tournament isn't over just because I'm not fighting you." There's, there's, there is one person here that will defeat you, and if he loses, then the, the tournament really will be over, and the Earth really will be screwed. Yeah. So, um, you know what's funny? <laughs> like, uh, I'm gonna show you this uh, in the, uh, the the side I'm looking at for like the uh, screen caps. It actually does like someone who has surpassed him and will surpass Cell. The last hope for the planet Earth and the universe is Yamcha. <laughs> And like you it's even just, do like a they pan over to all the characters. It gets the Yamcha. I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that was my favorite, and that's actually in the manga too. Like every even Android every, Android 16, every single character is like, could it be them? <laughs> like this is this is just like you know pan. It's like every Dragon Ball character that we've seen in the series, like you know Chaozu and uh, Oolong. <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> But, I mean, if, if you kind of follow along with, like, who Goku's been hanging out with the last several episodes, you would figure out that he is meaning his own son. So he turns to the group and says, You're up, Gohan! It's your turn! Piccolo nearly, like, like, like just loses lunch saying, You must be crazy! Gohan has no chance against Cell if you couldn't beat him. And, like, pretty much the entire uh, group of the Z-Fires are all, like, saying, Dude, you can't do this. <laughs> like, we yeah, all know... I really like Piccolo's uh, portrayal here. He's very motherly. It's very much like you a. Know, uh, Chi Chi flips her. Oh yeah, no. She, she picks up a TV. I think it's a little later, but yeah. She uh, 
<laughs> does she faint? I think she faints when Goku like says he quits, but like when she when he says, "Okay, Gohan's fighting next," she she like says, "You betrayed me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you betrayed me. She's like, "Yeah." She picks up a TV and starts like shaking it, and her dad's like, "Oh." That was funny. So everybody says, you know, Goku, you know, we know Gohan's strong for his age, but come on, this is so we're talking about. And Goku says, okay, listen, everybody. You gotta think about this for a second. Gohan's been fighting with us since he was a very, very small boy. He's been fighting alongside of us against some of the roughest people we've ever faced. And he's, you know, come out top just fine. He can do this. And I've, I've seen what he could do in the, in the uh, room of spirit and time. So, um, Cell is kind of, kind of insulted by this. And he's like, oh, this, this, I can't believe you're, you're putting forth your kid to fight me. You gotta be kidding me, man. So Goku says, all right, here we go. Uh, oh, so I also note that like uh, when when Goku says Gohan, the cameraman says um, Gohan. That means rice in Japanese, right? Let's see, I, th- I think they're going to take a lunch break, and they all kind of just head out for lunch, <laughs> or they start to at least. So. Um, oh, they do. I didn't hear that. Uh, in the Japanese version, because like you know, Gohan means rice in J- Japanese. I don't think that's translated, but. Uh, okay, so so it's an actual like they're aware of the pun. That's, that's all. Yeah, which is funny. Um, no, in uh, I think in this version he says. Um, because they ask, because the cameraman's wearing the mic, and they're like, "What's he saying?" He goes, "He didn't name him. He just he just told him to go on." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, and the reporter's like, "Oh, that's rude." <laughs> I, I like I like they're like, "Huh, go on." But um, so uh, speaking of eating, hey, Goku says, "Hey, Krillin, have you a sense of being well, you old buddy, old pal?" Oh, sure. Think nothing of it. Okie dokie. There you go, Cell. <laughs> Y'all just dinner like, "What the f- is wrong with you?" So was Jesse. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah I, I know. Um, I but like so, uh, Cell just laughs. It's okay, thank you, Goku. I shall eat this bean with much contentment. So he eats the uh, the scenes of bean, and you know his energy was restored. And so he says, now Gohan shall certainly die because he's fighting a full power Cell. Gohan takes off his weighty clothing with the uh, the Piccolo uh, cape, and um. Shows up, he's a lot stronger than he might look, and powers up. And like, apparently, he's so strong that like everybody in the entire arena is really, really surprised at how tough he is. So, I mean, and I think I don't, I'm not sure if I got this at that point, but like, he might even be stronger than Goku as a, as a Super Saiyan at this point because everybody's so surprised. Um, it's not, it's not exactly clear, but you know, he's he's certainly strong enough to you know be uh, unpredictable. So, uh, so I was like, oh, maybe Goku wasn't bluffing after all. So the fight begins, and they they trade blows, a few a few blows, a few kicks. Cell gets more hits in than Gohan does, and like actually like grabs him by the by the scruff of his collar, headbutts him, and blasts him into a mountain. Uh, Chi Chi nearly has a heart attack because she's watching her son die on TV, and and Piccolo even says, Goku. We told you. Well, listen to this. Your son's dead, Goku. He's t- he actually gets in his face. He's dead. He says, dude, feel his, feel his power. And Gohan just like walks out of the mountain. He's, he's fine. He has a few scratches, but he's okay. So um, so he, he says, okay, Cell, listen, man. We, let, let's not do this. Um, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to kill you. And this fight is kind of pointless. We don't have to do this. And Cell's like, Phew the hell you say what's your problem the whole point of this tournament is to fight me for the fate of the earth he says no no i i realize why dad thought i could beat you you know ever since i was a kid when i would get when i would get angry i would start fighting and i wouldn't stop till everyone the other person wasn't capable of fighting back if you enrage me i'll get stronger than ever, ever before and i'll kill you uh i know this is what dad had in mind and i think that he was right so you know hearing that you must be smart enough not to fight me and so it's like you've not been paying attention to me at all, have you? What do you? How, how do you think I'm going to respond? All right, let's 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 start getting you angry. 
So, so he starts to beat the crap out of Gohan, hoping that like the inflicting pain on him will make him upset, and uh, it doesn't really work. So, um, so uh, he starts just uh, divvying up the attacks. He starts using Frieza's death beam on Gohan, which is pretty cool, and tricks Gohan into um, dodging them. So he'll grab him in a gigantic bear hug and start squeezing the life from him. By this point, all the Z fighters are, are just disgusted by Goku's uh, <laughs> Goku's callousness, and um, and uh, uh, Piccolo's like, "The hell with this! I'm going in to save him, and I don't care what you say." Goku says, "Piccolo, no! It's far too dangerous. You don't stand a chance. Just leave this to Gohan." And Piccolo's like, "Man, f you! <laughs> Do you have any idea what's happening out there? Your son is getting killed. I mean, okay. Did you even tell him about this? Does he even know what you're planning?" And Goku says, "Well, I um." Uh, that, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> and uh, Piccolo slams in his head like, dude, realize, dude, he's a kid. He is just a child. He's not you and he's not me. He may be the most powerful person in the entire universe, but he is a kid and he does not like to fight as much as we do. Goku actually, this actually gets through Goku's head and he has like a blue screen of death. Uh, look, look it up on TV tropes. <laughs> and like just, he actually gets lost in the image of Gohan being squeezed to death. And he's really, really, uh, like, kind of horrified at what he sees. So he kind of, like, says, okay, Krillin, give me a sense of being right now. Um, but before Krillin can do that, uh, Cell drops him and uh, says, okay, that didn't work. Maybe if I go attack your friends. And um, Gohan says, oh, no, don't. So... He uh, flies up to uh, the Z Fighters and steals the Sinzu Bean bag from Krillin, who of course does nothing to stop him, and says, with this out of the way, I, I can certainly uh, you know, add some pain to your friends and maybe that'll get you angry. Gohan says, dude, please don't do it. I don't want to kill you. And Cell says, that's, that's, that's too freaking bad, son. But um, as his back is turned, Android 16, you know, kind of just body slams him. And he just kind of dies on him and just grabs him and picks him up, showing how big he really is. So, um... So, because he was an android, he was able to get a drop on Cell without being sensed, with, without his energy. Yeah, you can't sense his uh, power level, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, he says, Everybody, get ready! I wanted to kill myself by just setting off the, the, the self-detonation bomb within my cell structure, killing both me and Cell. So, uh, Cell so, so was like, what? Um, Krillin doesn't like the sound of this, and uh, we find out now. Because, while everyone's kind of bracing for the blast... Uh, nothing happens. Sixteen's like, I, I don't understand. Wh where's my bomb? Krillin Point says... In androids have bomb problems. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seek Dr. Briefs if you want to get that fixed. <laughs> because, well, uh, and this is being broadcast on live TV, so Master is like, uh, 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 Krillin says, you know, listen, Sixteen, Bulma told me that they found the bomb that, they, that uh, was in your body. They figured you were going to use it against Goku, so they took it out. And uh, Master Uchi says, Boba, is that true? And she says, yeah. And we have a flashback of her and her father doing science and um, taking out the bomb. It's like a very somber flashback. Like, Boba's not joking around. It's like, it's kind of dreamily lit. Like, wow. Kinda... Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I'll go back to this one. When I first saw this, like, it's really surprising how, like, how deadly serious both her and her dad are. Like, because they're usually goofy characters. And, like, it's, it's treated like a very, very serious scene, which is kind of nice. So, um, <laughs> so Android 16 says, oh, that sucks. And, um, Cell says, yeah, it does. And he just blows him away. Like, he, he blasts him right through, the, right through the body. And, like, 16 just falls apart. And his body, his head is separated from his body. Flying. Yeah, he just goes, like, flying in the air. And, and Cell, like, he just says, you know, <laughs> ole! And just kicks it away. So he says, 
So, Gohan, where were we? Oh, yeah, we were going to get you mad. And he, he turns around and says, Okay, so how many of your friends are here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven Z fighters in one. Seven Z fighters at, at, at one. So, um, this, this is the weird part. So, you know, remember, remember that, like, the, the pointy needle tail, tip of his tail when he was mm. in his previous forms? That's, not, that's in his back now. Well, <laughs> open wide <laughs> because <laughs> out, of the, out, of, out of that orifice comes uh, seven small blue childlike versions of Cell. Uh, they like Cybermen. <laughs> yeah, there's a big Cybermen vibe to them because, like, they're very kind of small and have those big heads. But uh, these are the Cell Juniors. Cell's children? So, um, so says, Cell says, now, my dear children, see those seven guys up there? They're your enemies. Cause them great pain. And if you want to, go ahead and kill them. So, uh, they're like, okay. And they all, they're crazy. Like, they, they're all like little maniacs. So they, they start flying, uh, towards the Z fighters. Goku's like, guys, be careful. Be on guard. These guys are really, really powerful. Uh, Vegeta's like, says you. And he becomes a super saiyan. And so does Trunks. So all the Z fighters are, are, are you know, they're like, they're like, they're breaking themselves because they're about to get into a fight like without any warning. So basically, the rest of the episode is just is, uh, is just uh, the Z fighters versus the Cell Juniors. And um, the first person to actually really get beat up is actually Goku because he's worn out from his fight with Cell. So while the Z fighters try to defend him and you know kind of hold their own, f- after after a short amount of time, that like the Cell Juniors just overwhelm all of them. Um, the first bit happens when. Um, Krillin's not, not paying attention. And like one of the Cell Juniors that was thrown on the ground kind of flies up and does an upside-down kick, knocking Krillin to the ground. And before uh, Krillin can get up, the Cell, the Cell Junior flies from the air, sinking its knee into Krillin's spine and snapping his back. <laughs> so Gohan watches horrified as a paralyzed Krillin just gets his ribs kicked in by this little Cell Junior. And it's like, you know, it's made apparent to them that, you know, everyone but Trunks has died before. And the Dragon Balls cannot bring them back to life if they die again. So, if they die, they're dead. And there's no coming back. So, like, this is for real. So, um, uh, Vegeta and Trunks are really the only ones that can kind of hold their own. And Piccolo to a certain extent. But all the other Z-Fighters just get get the crap kicked out of them. Goku cannot defend himself. After a while, Tien and Yamcha go down. Although they were, you know, they were holding them on for a little bit. Uh, They were helping helping, uh, Goku out, actually. Which I thought was a cool touch. Yeah, I love that. I love that bit. I mean, they, they, we saw them actually fight for once. So much for not fighting. But um, down they go eventually. And um, Gohan's just like, Gohan is absolutely mortified. He He's, he's, he's like getting, <laughs> this, is, this is therapy for him. <laughs> he is getting traumatized uh, to the point of being moved to tears at the side of like, his friends. Because he's, he's thinking like, they're going to die. I, I, I don't know what to do. Um... While this is happening, uh, Mr. Satan and his cronies are all watching, and they says, we should probably book. We should, we should probably get out of here. Um, but luckily, Android 16's head has kind of just rolled by them and says, listen, you, you need to take me to the boy. Throw me over there. Um, after some cajoling and, and kind of appealing to Mr. Satan's pride, Mr. Satan actually does agree to, like, to do it and says, you know, all these guys are fighting, all these imposters are fighting Cell and these little freaks. Even a kid is out there. What kind of world champion am I if I don't do anything? Which is actually a bit noble of him to, to say. So yeah, uh, he's actually relevant to the plot. I know he—he's well, yeah. This won't be the last time that happens. But uh, <laughs> he takes Sixteen's head, uh, uh, runs through a flurry of a uh, key blast from Piccolo fighting a Cell Junior, and tosses it. He, th- he throws his best spiral over to in between uh, Gohan and Cell. Right as Cell gives the order to, uh, for the Z Fighters execution. So 
the uh, the cell head, not the cell head, 16's head rolls over uh, right in front of Gohan, face up, which is lucky. <laughs> Imagine he was, was face down saying all this. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I don't know. So, um, he says, Gohan, listen, man, y- y- you have to do this. Uh, basically, it's, it's a great power hurt responsibility. <laughs> if you watch any number of Spider-Man movies, you've seen this. But he says, listen, Gohan, I know how you feel, but there are times where you need to, you know, do what's right. You need to fight for justice, and you need to do what you have to do because you have the power to do so. And, <laughs> and he essentially says that uh, some enemies are not, like, worth... You, you just can't... You can't... Uh, talk with them. Talk with them, yeah. There's, there's no... Pleading with him or talking sense into him. Yeah, which is what Gohan's like, trying to, to do. You get angry and kill them. So he yeah, Goku, Gohan's take, very much taking the moral high ground. He does not want to get angry and kill him. The passive assist, he's like, like that noise. <laughs> so, um, Cell is like, you know, this is so good. <laughs> and he kind of walks over and says, like, yeah, I, I appreciate what you're trying to do, 16. I really, I really do. But, you know, I really just kind of rip this anger out of him. So, the last thing that, uh, 16 says is you know go on you know i I love the i love nature the animals and the plants and all things on the planet earth it's up to you to defend them go on it's up to you and self walks up leans his foot in and just crushes 16's head right in front of gohan and we see like the last processor chip in his his circuitry it's kind of fade off as you know there's nothing left of him gohan (laughs) gohan flips out he sees the this bird. yeah we'll talk about that <laughs> he snaps there's, there's, there's like a ping! and just screams and like a huge burst of light and energy just just takes up the all the attention in the area everyone stops and sees this the cell juniors see this vegeta sees this trunks piccolo and goku sees goku is on the ground wakes up and sees this and um <laughs> Cell's actually, Cell's actually like you know, kind of like taking it back. Like he he's in a defensive mode, and you know, although we, it's not actually like labeled right now, and Cell doesn't know it, Gohan is now hit Super Saiyan two. And we will continue next time. <laughs> so Jesse, I didn't I did not know he hit Super Saiyan two. Uh, I assumed it was coming, but that's uh that's cool. Honestly, it's not even named Super Saiyan 2 until the Buu Saga, but this, this is what it is. And Gohan's the first to hit it. So, uh, I have been dying for a long time to talk about this and to hear your thoughts on it. So, please, just, the floor is yours. What were you thinking about this entire uh, set of stories up, up to this point? I really dug it. Uh, I thought that Gohan, you know, the the kind of haphazard way that he was implemented into the fight with Cell aside, I thought his involvement in it was cool. Like, it's it's a different dynamic than Goku fighting, and mm-hmm. of all of them, it makes the most sense for him to be there mm-hmm. because he you know he has strong shown, been shown to be extremely strong. And you foreshadowed it with the all the scenes in the, the hyperbolic time chamber. So I I was really excited to see him, you know, get his, kind of his time in the sun to an extent. It also kind of plays into stuff that we have seen since the beginning of the series. Like, hey, we yes. know you have this this ability or this trait because it's, it's not something you can really harness. You know you have this this trait. Let's use it and let's make you aware of it. And he has to, like, willingly, you know, embrace that part of himself. Okay, so, like, you, this this didn't come out of nowhere for you? No. 
Okay, excellent. Like, I, I, I don't want to keep going back in the I'm against or anything, but like, uh, just kind of talk, just getting into like this, this, this scene, this moment. I remember this is a big contention for the, the, the folks over at, at Kanzenshin because they felt that like the whole thing with Gohan basically being like the like not basically being the main character and like you know his ascension to power and him even want to be Cell. They felt that like a big weak point in the storytelling was how that kind of comes out of nowhere and there's not a lot of build up to it. But I mean, I I disagree. I, I I'm totally totally what you said. This is what the entire series of Dragon Ball Z is about. From so the, yeah, they, they they flash back to Raditz. And it's like yeah, it it was seated in there. Like yeah, a very first like, episode. Yeah, Gohan has fought people before and like been successful, but like this is the culmination of all of that. Yes, yes. See, I'm glad, I'm glad that you saw that because I thought I honestly thought it was like you know, I I didn't think it was that that obs- uh, obscure of a theme to kind of dig back into. I mean, granted, what, what I think really makes it work is that like we've not seen Gohan barely at all in this in this saga. When you think about it, he yeah, was he's ever- been in the background very much so. He was ever present in the free saga and in the, cells, in the Saiyan saga, I should say. And I mean, granted, I mean, he, but I think that like him being in the background honestly works to this advantage because I think that like uh, especially the last several episodes with him and Goku together I mean it, it works this is this is sort of my main thing at, at the beginning of the Android saga obviously it's about Goku because he was a Super Saiyan and then we see Vegeta who's a Super Saiyan and we think that he's the strongest person in the, in the show and then later on um, we see Piccolo fuse with Kami and he's shown to be like the strongest character and then later on we see Trunks and he's, he's assumed to be the strongest character we've seen all these all these major heavy hitter Dragon Ball Z characters kind of come in and assume the strongest title in the universe but they kind of come out of nowhere and kind of like, kind of claim that role and are quickly dethroned Gohan is a character that we've not seen in a while gain the spotlight, and he's kind of a character that's not really like you know he's kind of told this from a while. Oh, Goku says, "Oh, he'll be the strongest," but we don't really see much of it. But ultimately, it makes so much more sense with this character, and I think that this is this is a really brilliant thing that Toriyama's done in terms of like, you know thematic development. And I think that like this, the entire series has been leading up to this moment right here, and honestly, I think that like it really works well. Ultimately, I think that like some of the execution. Your models may vary. We'll get into that, but I think ultimately this is this is just this is this. I mean, whether you like it or not, and I love it. This is one of the most important scenes in the series, which is it's undeniable that it is. Yeah, and I like that he's the first one to go Super Saiyan two. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess you could say that his ability to you know have that rage uh, is you know kind of what is the catalyst for that. Right. Well, this is directly the catalyst for that. But I also like that. Yeah, it wasn't telegraphed. Like, I got the idea that, you know, there was something more for Gohan in this series. Like, obviously, you know, Goku was kind of foreshadowing that, but mm-hmm. it was, like you said, it wasn't telegraphed. It wasn't, like, hit-over-your-head foreshadowing. And I also like that Goku recognizes that he, you know, everybody was impressed except Gohan, like, when they were fighting earlier. Yeah. And, you know, the reasoning behind that. It's like, Gohan's not one to brag. He's not going to you know, boast about being the most powerful. That's his human side, and that's, like, how humble he is. And Goku, like, recognizes that. Just like I like how he tried to ration or uh, rationalize with Cell, and it didn't work. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting because um, I think that, like, however however it ends up, I think Goku... <laughs> it, was, it was a very interesting set of episodes for Goku. What did you think about the, his whole tension with everyone else, him pushing forth Gohan... 
in this fight, and his basically his spat with Piccolo. What, what were you thinking about that that whole uh, build up up to that point? I I don't see why he didn't just tell everybody. Like you know, <laughs> you know when he gets angry. Like I guess obviously because Goku just doesn't care what everybody thinks of him. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, once I, I do think it was a boneheaded move. Like to put all your bets on Gohan. Like I would have rather have seen. I think it would have worked dramatically better to have seen Goku get defeated and admit he can't like win. Maybe he can get beat, and then that that be the catalyst to get Gohan in the ring. Not necessarily get him to be, you know, Super Saiyan 2, but to get him in there and say, no, I want to fight. Right. Like how, That like, would have been more to say, to kind of get him to do that of himself, like of his own accord. It, it, feels, it feels extremely premeditated of Goku to give up. Like, I mean, we, 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 he, I mean, he was very honest. He said, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to win. He tried his, his hardest. Honestly, I mean, I, 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 we've, we've kind of, I, I think Goku, at the end of the day, was wrong in how he treated uh, the situation with Gohan beginning the strongest. I mean, whether or not it worked out in everyone's favor, I think that at the end of the day, I mean, we've, I think at the end of the day, Goku was being a pretty pathetic parent. Now we've yeah. we've talked we've talked about uh, Goku's parenting skills. I mean, emailers have, t- have kind of chimed in. Uh, you know, it's a thing in the fandom of you know him being a terrible parent. Uh, we've had people defend him. We've defended him. I think this is a legitimate uh, problem with <laughs> Goku as a father because this was not, I mean this is obviously this is, this is highly risky but the lack of foresight is incredibly damning to his character well, yeah, I mean, because I mm-hmm. mean you're expected to like kind of be in Goku's corner on one hand it's like okay well Goku knows the master plan here we know that that Gohan can get angry and you know surpass everybody else's power level essentially but the characters don't and then what flipped when Piccolo like is shown Goku like the error of his ways and he realizes it. So it's like, well, were we not supposed to follow him? It's like even Goku realizes he was wrong at this point. Yeah, I, I don't care how strong he is. A parent is not going to to send his kid out there willing. Like, <laughs> a good parent. Like I mean, and, th- and that's the thing. It's like you know, and ultimately it separates Gohan. Go- Gohan, Gohan as a protagonist from Goku as a protagonist because Goku's character is always and forever the guy who wants to get stronger and fight and enjoy himself and relish the fight and, you know, better himself. And it's uh, it's almost hilarious uh, how fatherly he kind of ends up being because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's your typical sports dad thing, pushing your son into it. I mean, granted, Gohan voluntarily trained with him and wanted to fight, but Gohan wasn't planning on, you know, being like the character that, that Goku, Goku had in his head. He wasn't going to be like, you know... It wasn't going to work like a light switch. And Goku's like, oh, if he just gets angry, he'll beat Cell. Dude, like, and the pickle's like, like dude, do you have any, dude, he's, look at him, look at him. He's a little boy. He's a kid. Yeah, he's older than he used to be, but, like, he is a kid. And, like, Goku's realization of that is one of my favorite Goku moments because it's, it's really hard. You don't see that much, you don't see that much kind of, like, you know, character drama from the characters in Dragon Ball Z. And to see Goku having his whole plan turn up in his face in that kind of instance like like the moment where he like he kind of like sees gohan's yells are like you know you hear in his you see on his face as he hears gohan's being 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 squeezed like that that look on his face is really really powerful i think and i i I love because i mean i think it justifies goku's being wrong because i mean why the hell did he just tell gohan dude (laughs) <laughs> like you know if you if you if you get angry you'll be able to do it and like go i mean granted it may not be able to work out that way but 
I mean, at least, at least, you know, don't, 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 he was basically using Gohan for, for this, for this, uh, end game, you know, it was, it was pretty crappy on his part. I mean, I mean, I mean, but I don't, I don't mind Goku being that bad of a parent. And then like you don't goes, think it's bad, like badly written. You just think that no. that's a part of his character. I think, I mean, it, it's, it's a certain, it's a definite flaw in his character, but you know, flawed characters are not bad characters or not, or nor are they examples of bad writing. And I think that like it does well in Piccolo's favor for Piccolo to be the one who's more protective of Gohan, especially considering there's a, there's a lot of like Saiyan Saga returning themes in this because uh, when you think about like when Piccolo first got Gohan, he's like, very harsh and says you know your father's soft and all that, and how he eventually grew to care for Gohan. Here, Goku and Piccolo have pretty much switched. I mean, switched places. You know, switched uh, roles that that the others should have ideally. I'm about to say yeah, as as bad a parent as Goku seemed. Uh, Piccolo seemed as good a parent. Yes, equally as good. Right. Like yeah, he you can tell that he just yeah, he cannot believe this for uh, Goku is doing this. <laughs> what the hell is I've had it with your crap? <laughs> oh man, I love that scene. And it's just like, it's just the sheer balls Goku has. Like like just like have people just stand there and watch this. I mean, I mean because I mean Goku's not really been in every battle Gohan's been in. I mean. If Goku was with the battle with uh, Gohan was when, when, when he was fighting Raccoon, and watching Gohan get just just torn to pieces, I can't see him like you know just waiting out till Gohan gets angry. You know, now granted, it's all because Gohan's at a certain power level, but here it's it's almost like Goku, Goku's trying to take the trope of the series and use it to his advantage, and it's not working, which is fun, which is fun. <laughs> like, like this isn't working for me, Toriyama. You have to help me. Oh my god, I I I, I it's it's a great scene. I, I would have been interested to see more of what uh, Vegeta thought about all this. Uh, in what way? Vegeta is, well, Vegeta is very much somebody who doesn't care about his son. Oh, yeah. So Vegeta is not going to call him out on being a bad parent. <laughs> you should have stepped in and said, what? I don't, I don't see the big deal. Piccolo, lay off. <laughs> That's a very good plan. <laughs> he he gives Goku the thumbs up. And, and Chance is like, hey, dude. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. And that's when Goku realizes, ah, oh, I'm a bad parent. I know. What were you thinking about uh, Android 16's role, both in like the like the fail bomb and like in like how he eventually leads uh, Gohan to ascend? Uh, I thought it was very awesome. Like I, I liked his arc. Like it's a, I guess a mini arc or like a very subtle one, but I thought it um, altogether it worked out really well. To, like to see where his character went in the short time that we were, you know, we got to see him. Mm-hmm. And even as he was, you know, about to blow up, I was like, "Oh wow, he's about to sacrifice himself." That says a lot about the character and where he he he's been, and you know what he's decided to do. A character who essentially started off as like you know a bad guy or the big bad guy. Yeah, he he becomes like the most noble and heroic of the androids. Well, uh, I, I'd say he's one of the most noble characters we have. Like, yeah, absolutely. Or or. Not necessarily like the most noble, we, uh, the noble we see, because I'm sure like a uh, Krillin or somebody would sacrifice himself if necessary. But he's the first one to jump and do and and try to do it. His examples of of nobility are some of the strongest we've seen. And, um, I also like that he knows that throwing his head back there and talking to Gohan will kill him. What did you think about that? What, what did you think about the fact that that 16's death, he he, uh, as a catalyst for Gohan becoming Super Saiyan two? Because some some people have a problem with that. Why? Uh, I I guess what we saw as viewers, we saw 16's 
had a budding relationship with Trunks, or I mean, uh, Dr. Briefs, and mm-hmm. more of his compassionate side. We saw him with Krillin. We didn't really see a whole lot of him interacting with Gohan. No, we've not. <laughs> but I can kind of infer it, like, that it's there. Well, you, you get that Gohan knows what kind of character that 16 is. Yeah, you, I, I can just, I can see them, I could imagine that they have had, con- I guess it's kind of the creative people making you, it's, I'm not necessarily think, but like, not telling you something and making you have to come up with your own idea. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and especially after being shown that this character's noble, he sees that, and then he sees, you know, Cell essentially piss on it. Um, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> well, it's interesting, like, I kind of go back to that, is, like, is that um, the idea that, like, Gohan... And this is something that I love, the, dude. This episode, this like this last episode, is not, might be my favorite. I, I, it, I'll have I'll have to see it later on, like because it's again, it's like it's it's more of the dramatic stuff that like you honestly don't see from Dragon Ball Z that much because, okay, we we ever since a kid, Gohan's thing was always you know if he gets angry he'll 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 hurt you, you know, from, from the time where he like was scared and didn't want to fight to when he knew he had to fight you get angry you fight freeze and all those guys. Here, he knows every. He knows he has to get angry. The villain is trying to get get him angry to fight him, and I think it's because Gohan knows he's being played. He, he's he's not reacting as as he wants it. He wants to get angry, but you know you, you can't make yourself feel something. You know, just, yeah, just turn it yeah, on. Exactly. Which is, I think works because like he knows that like if he doesn't do something, his dad and his friends are going to die. He says it flat out, and that moment, I mean. I don't think we're talking about this. Like, like the moment where he he watches all of them get beat up. Like he, there's a moment where Piccolo just gets punched over and over and over again, which is cartoonish. Uh, Trunks is thrown on the ground. Tien and, and Yamcha getting run through. Uh, and Goku Goku, Goku apologizes. He says, "Guys, I, I don't know what to say, but I honestly didn't think this this is this is how it's going to end." That part, and and then Gohan's immediate like thought process. Oh my god, that is such good stuff. Because Go Gohan Gohan is like thinking to himself like like. Dad, why did you do this to me? Like, like, I, I, I want to, I, I, I want to save you, but if I don't do something, you'll die. And like, I don't. He basically Goku basically put his death in Gohan's hands, <laughs> needlessly. And it's really good. It's really good stuff. It's really good stuff. Cause like, you know, it's he's try, he's crying. He, like, t- tears are falling out of his eyes. He's watching his friends die. But it's not like you know, it's 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 almost like kind of silly to that Gohan just watching this happen and not actually doing anything. But it's a it's a conflict between him trying to work up the enough enough energy to do so and recon, recon, uh, reconciling with his own feelings and you know he's a freaking kid too like he's a kid the kids aren't gonna be emotionally stable to do that so it's like oh my god I I am gushing at this point about over this episode I really liked it and I thought the the last scene where everybody getting taken out by the mini mini uh, cells that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what about it. I guess the, the, the way it was composed, it it really felt like that uh, they could die, or that you know everybody's like utterly defeated. Even Goku. I guess I guess it was probably Goku being there also and being weak. Mm-hmm. And you know we had the scene of everybody rallying around him and helping him out, which you don't see often. Yeah. So it really had a lot of gravity to it. Yeah, it, it works well. Well, that, that also kind of leads into something else that like I think uh, I noticed when I first watched. You know, I noticed this viewing is that this is like the first melee Dragon Ball Z fight we've seen in the saga, right? I don't think we've ever seen like them all fight people at the, all fight a bunch of people at the same time. Can you think of a, a time when that's uh, happened? 
We've seen Gohan and Krillin. <clears throat> we've seen I think yeah. we've seen Yamcha and Tien before, but I don't think we've seen them all together. The Cybermen, they were all it was the, like one on one, right? Like yeah, they're kinda one on one. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't think of anything. I think that's what honestly makes me enjoy it so much because like the idea of all these guys fighting at once is, is such a delicious idea. I, I, I can't believe, like, it, like even to this day, most... I, I don't think there's been a Dragon Ball Z game that, that has, like, all the characters fighting at all at once. Like, you know, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z Legends, the Japanese uh, game on the PlayStation 1, kind of has that, where it's kind of three-on-three. But, like, the fo- the focus is a bit skewed because it's the PlayStation. It's kind of it's kind of the idea. But um, there's still a bit of a three-on-three kind of battle, like, which is kind of still one-on-one. But uh, I think that, like... It really works well, like the whole chaos of it, like the whole almost apocalyptic nature of it, where like they're all fighting at once. They all have they all have their own opponents, and you know, you know, crap's going crazy around the whole place. Uh, you know, Krillin notices uh, Gooking and beat up, which leads to him getting beat up because he's not paying attention. Uh, Piccolo's teaming up with Yamcha and Tien. Um, you know, they're 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 working together to help Goku. Like all that kind of, it's 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 fun watching it as opposed to like you know a very straightforward one on one overarching one one sided fight, which is what we usually get by this point in the in the series. Like you know by this point in the Frieza saga, it was like you know Frieza versus Goku. It was a very one on one fight. This time it's like, it's like you know it's very unpredictable and it's very chaotic. And I think that like this it, that makes it more fun to watch. It's like it's the same animation team as the uh, as the uh, as the uh, guys who did the uh, episode where Goku blows off Cell's head. I think that that works in their favor as being very, uh, very you know, very busy and very action packed. Yeah, it's a very kinetic like action scene, and then yeah, seeing everybody work as a team or in in a unit. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you have you have Piccolo telling them, "Hey, look out! Help Goku! He's kind of directing the fight," and you've got him helping out uh, Yamcha. So it's yeah, it's it's just cool. It's something we don't get a lot. Or we awesome. haven't gotten a lot of. Now, does this animation team do they carry forward for the rest of the show? Yeah, I'm, I'm I. I know they they carry through the Boo Saga. I'm pretty sure they carry through the G, for GT, although it doesn't matter. Um, I know that like uh, the, the one I know they have uh, they have um, Gohan fighting Super Goating Spoo, which I know <laughs> means nothing to you. But I know, I know that point is is another good showing of their animation. Uh, I mean, they're basically here the the rest of the series. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll see them every every few episodes. So yeah, yeah, it's it, there's a. We'll be sticking with them for the rest of the series because uh, some animation teams come and go, some animation teams stay throughout the entire time. Uh, but uh, these guys are saying, and I think like as a whole, by the end of the series, the animation generally gets better. Uh, like 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 some you know there are always episodes where the animation just is not very strong at all. But I think most of the episodes will be fairly uh, solid, if not just great looking, by the end of the series, which is something we can look forward to. Uh, who animate? Do you know who animates the title scene? Um, like the Dragon Ball Kai title one. Uh, that's it's it's a totally different animation team than anybody else in the series because that's like twenty years removed. Um, yeah. Although they do they've they've animated uh Goku and his friends return. They animated episode of Bardock and they've animated um the uh, Dragon Ball uh, Battle of Gods movie. So like they they do the modern stuff now, not not like the nineties stuff. Um, well, because uh yeah I, I recognize that it was newer, but yeah uh because obviously I I think it's a I like that that style better. It's newer. It's a lot crisper, mm-hmm. but shinier, shinier. Yeah, shinier. Um, the animation for this uh, this these episodes it looked a lot more akin to that. Okay, 
Oh, well, um, I mean, one thing that we should talk about is that, like, at the end of the sequence, the, the, the Super Saiyan 2 transformation sequence, that's a different animation team. That's the animation team that animated Goku's Super Saiyan transformation. They animated Trunks' Super Saiyan transformation in the Trunks special. I mean, they've, they've done Dragon Ball Z before, but they they don't do many episodes. And I think that they're the best animation team. They, they typically do the movies. And um, do you, do you can you tell the difference between, like, the most of the episode and then the very end of the episode where... where uh, where Gohan transforms? Can you tell like the difference, or is it uh, is it not? I did as notice. Easy? I did notice too. Uh, notice. Yeah, a little bit of a difference. There's like, but most of the episode, it's a bit. It's it's very frenetic and chaotic. I mean, there 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 are good parts, but there are also parts where like it's not as detailed. But like but when sixteen starts talking to him, it's very very like it's just very crisp, solid, well drawn scenes. Like Cell looks great. He has he has like reflections off of his body. Uh, sixteen looks great. Gohan looks really good. You know, Gohan, Gohan has reflection in his eyes. Um, you know, the blood and the tears are flowing. And we, we should probably mention like the anima- uh, that uh, animation sequence by the end with um, when uh, <laughs> Gohan does transform. Which version of the Super Saiyan transformation sequence did you see? Because there are, you know, depending on the dub, there are a few. Just, just the straight up Kai version, or did you? I, know, I, know I watched the Kai version, and then I did watch the unedited version. Or no, no, I didn't. I just I think I just saw the Kai version. Yeah, uh, I didn't see any blood. There were tears, and uh, I had a cool effect where the tear when he when he ascended, I guess the, the tears kind of yeah the force would just cause him to like evaporate instantly. Yeah, they disappeared. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, Gohan Gohan's like Gohan has that like head butt wound on his head, and like he should be bleeding from the mouth. But uh, I mean, it's not it's not overly overtly gory, but it is apparent. No, no, I think uh, I think I think they colored it like. Clear, like it's like spit coming out of his mouth. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I know that. The, like in the Kai edits, that happens. Um, uh, Sixteen. Oh god, I remember this. <laughs> I know that like in the Nicktoons version, they totally just completely remove Sixteen's head getting cut out or get, getting st- stepped on. Like, did you see that version? Like, where, like, like you actually see Cell's head go through his face? No, I think I. Ju- I think we just get the reaction shot of Cell like stepping down on it. Oh my god! <laughs> like that—that's that, the moment where I said, "Dude, I need to give you some clips because, like, the, like it's legitimate." Like we see, fr- we, okay, the, the shot is of Gohan. Um, we see—I mean, we see like like un- almost underneath. Here, here we go. Here, here's a, here's a clip. Uh, here's the, here's the image. It's not the full image, but like it's a, one of the images. But like we see uh, underneath Cell's legs, Gohan's face. As we see Cell's foot go through Sixteen's face. And, like, you see it crush from behind, and you see blood ooze from it. And, like, you hear the, the sound effect over and over again. And I saw the Nicktoons version of that, where it just, like, kind of cuts, like, you know, like, oh, it's already done. And I was like, the he-? I was like, f*** this sh-. Like, it just, to me, being used to the uncut version, it just kind of robs the, 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 uh, the weight of it, in my opinion. I guess not seeing it, you wouldn't really... Wait, I think I... No, no I, don't, I don't think I saw that. No, yeah, I could see that, because... Especially if this is supposed to be the catalyst for him, mm-hmm. like we need to see what took him over that edge. Yeah, like the, 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 like I mean, when I, when I saw just like cut to like you know the, the circuit chip going out, I was like, oh, you did not just do that. Because <laughs> even even in a tsunami, they showed his his second smash. They, 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 they took out the blood because the blood does kind of pop out from it. But like you know, that's understandable. But I mean, like cutting out Sixteen's face getting crushed in as 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 gory as it sounds, I thought needed to be. That, that was the moment I was like, oh, screw this. I need to see the uncut version. But um, what did you think about like the whole um, 
the bird, like we mentioned before, and the different shots of Gohan's face, and then like the scream and like the the background, and, you know, just like, kind of flaring up. What did you think about all that? I loved all the theatrics of like the background and the scream and everything. The bird, uh, <laughs> talking about it in nowhere. Like you could have shown Doctor Brief's cat. It would have been. <laughs> awesome. I just had him like longingly thinking of the cat <laughs> as, as he's like dying. Images of him. Like, a, I, was like I don't remember him. Talk- Oh, no, didn't a, wait, did a bird land on his... No, that was a squirrel that landed on him. I don't remember... Yeah, I don't remember anything about a bird. What the hell? I don't know. I mean, the bird's supposed to represent, like... I, I imagine represent nature. Gohan's power setting, being set free. I think, right. Or in nature that, like, you know... Because, like, it, it kind of flies... It flies in place, and then it kind of flies away as Gohan, you know, lets it all go. And, like, the, the background is, like, like kind of just, like, like, bang! Um, in the original version, there is an insert song titled Spirit vs. Spirit... And um, it's gonna be playing this episode, and this and it's it's my favorite. It's like, it, I think it is my favorite uh, DBZ song. It's really good. Um, it's really, really like like I, I would say almost understated at the beginning, uh, and just like it's really exciting. Um, I first saw this episode uh, before uh, it aired on in America, actually, back in I want to say 2000 when um when everybody was watching uh, Goku become a Super Saiyan. Like dur- during those episodes in the Tsunami dub, uh, I knew somebody in my school who was like a year older than me who lent me a bootleg uh, cassette, and I do mean bootleg video cassette, of these three uh, Cell Games episodes. Like the one where uh, 16 gets popped by Cell, the one where the Cell Juniors fight them, and the, and the one where uh, Gohan becomes Super Saiyan 2. And um, it was all in Japanese, although it had subtitles. But like, it was my first and only exposure to like seeing things that I, that were far off from the series at that time. So, oh, you probably had to be so confused. Like, what, what, what's going on? It was, it was really, really, really exciting. I mean, I, I saw it on a school night, so I was like so jazzed. It was so exciting. Like, um, I, I remember thinking at the time, "Hey, where's Chelsea?" <laughs> oh no, as though, it, as though it mattered. But um, yeah, I was, I was like, "Wow, Gohan looks really different. Like, he doesn't look anything like he is now. Where's his bowl haircut?" <laughs> oh. um, I thought it was really awesome that all, this, all the Z fighters were there. Um, the Cell Juniors, like, I was, I was like, what? Like, in fact, you know, what, what did you think about the Cell Juniors? That's not the wrong subject. They, uh, they kind of served their purpose. I mean, they were essentially like blue cells, so their design was kind of lacking, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they just, they did really, really remind me of the Zybu men. They, they're pretty much the same thing. I mean, like, I guess like the Simon served a kind of different purpose, but like this miniature, like, you know, henchmen. It's almost it's almost too similar for my taste, but it, it's freaky enough that it kind of works for me. It kind of works for yeah, me. Yeah, it, it serves the purpose like to have somebody to fight, and I mean they they are like creepy because they have these like high pitched little like they're essentially like, babies. They're, like they're right. like, little little children. It's like Ugh. you just spawn these out of his tail hole. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like when that happened, I was, I was like, "Whoa, man!" I mean, Majin Buu kind of does that crap all the time, but like Cell, I didn't think that he, Cell seems to be, that doesn't seem to be Cell style, you know. But like, uh, it's interesting that he does that. And watching all these episodes, like even before that that moment hit, like I was noticing a lot of his tail, like, <laughs> like a lot of shots, like from behind the back. Like you see that tail, and I'm like, oh, it just grosses me out every time I see it. Then tail shots. <laughs> and yeah, it's like. We're gonna have four tails, like God. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh well, I man. At least do, do this. Do, the Cell Juniors. Do they have tails? Let me let me actually look. Um. Let me see. I'm looking like all the images, and they're usually like. Let's see. 
I don't see. They could be small, but I, I, I know they have the wings, obviously. But I don't see. I don't see. No, I don't think they do. No. I'm, I'm looking at. I'm looking at where, where one just decks curling in the air, and, and I don't think he does. He just kind of shows his back. But um. No, yeah, I thought I thought they were like like almost extremely derivative of the Cybermen, but like they served a purpose well enough. And the fact that they all, they fought all the characters, uh, at once made it interesting. And, and um, you know, they don't. They, they won't be around too much longer, but uh, like it makes just, sense that that Cell would have somebody come from his body like that looks like him. Like, obviously, it's like his little children clone. I kind of did like the design of them, like, like with the bigger heads and like like the, like the smaller kind of things on his head, and like the the blue makes them look like they're kind of still being formed, like they're kind of really like like the little amniotic fluid kind of color. I thought that was actually kind of neat. Um, I mean, they, they didn't they didn't look awful. I mean, they were, I mean, could you imagine like the Cell Juniors in his first form? Ooh, <laughs> or Actually, I thought that would have been cooler, probably. They would look like bugs. It would have been nasty, but yeah, well, the whole the whole process is nasty. It's 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 messed up. But um, I mean, yeah, kind of what I was saying. I, I, like these set of episodes, yeah, it was really confusing. But like seeing that that's like the, the song inserted there, and like you know the, the the really cool animation and Gohan's Super Saiyan two transformation, it was really like I mean this. I don't I don't know if this like impress upon itself that like this was awesome but like this has become like my my i th- i don't want to say my favorite episode because we've not gone the entire series yet i can't really say that but like it's definitely like like in my like top three i love this episode i really love this because i think that like just because the drama works really well you know it's not just fight 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 oh i'm angry transformation you know and it works in a way that, like, I think is really good. actually legitimately good writing. I mean, the Chunk special was very, very good, but I think that like a lot of that was a very much of a certain genre, like you know, like, like the dystopian future, where mm-hmm. it wasn't totally unfamiliar. Whereas this, it feels like Dragon Ball Z, but in a very like almost intimate kind of way with Gohan's feelings and Goku's mistakes as a as a child as a parent, and um, Goku apologizing and all the you know all the fighters are kind of helping each other out, like. So much stuff is going on. It's not. A, it's not a very linear. It's linear, but it's not. I don't know. It's it's not singularly focused. It's 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 very. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. There's there's a lot to like. A lot in this of episode. like a lot of aspects of the story, um, going at once. Yes. Yeah. And I th- and I think that. It, and nothing falls know. in the wayside. Really. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing is left behind. Every, everything is all up here, and everything kind of comes to this. In terms of like transformations, in terms of, like like big moments in the series, how does this rate to you thus far? Kind of, kind of coming in from the beginning, it's kind of seeing them all chronologically. It definitely, uh, it definitely seems like a changing, like a, like a kind of like a big event. And on top of that, like it does seem like it has a lot to. Like a culmination of like everything that's came in the series before with Goku's character. I mean Gohan's character. Mm-hmm. So I think the flashbacks they showed like do, do a lot to show you that it's like oh yeah this has been kind of seeded from the beginning, and so it's like it doesn't seem like the end of his story, but it's like it seems like the second chapter of his story of like okay okay you know what this is changes Gohan like fundamentally. Yeah. You know it's, this actually does change Gohan. Like we'll see. It's, it's actually very interesting. How the change is going on? More of a starker change than Goku when he became Super Saiyan. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see how long that that may or may not last. Um, oh gosh, is there anything else? Uh, there's, there's one or two cool Vegeta moments where like uh, he is just so pissed off that he's getting beat up by a little <laughs> little child. Oh, he had a uh, I forget what he says, but he has like some inner monologue at one point. Like he's thinking, 
And he's he just he's just so pissed. He's like, oh, I can't believe I'm getting beat by this little thing. Yeah, I, I like like he, he uses his final flash, and like the Cell Junior kind of basically like, catches it ten- telekinetically. And this this is really cool. The look on Goku's face as he sees that is like, oh my god, <laughs> what have I gotten ourselves into? Oh, it, ooh, oh man, I I really like it. Um. I, I'm trying to think. I feel like we've kid up a lot, but I'm just seeing if there's any more. Else. Oh, here's a question: Who uh-huh. are the old people that recognize Goku? Oh yeah, um, dude, I don't even know. Like, I swear, I, 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 I have, I've seen all of Dragon Ball. I have no idea who those characters are. I mean, I've actually, I actually did look it up, and like, they're just described as old couple who know Chi Chi, and like. <laughs> They've never appeared before, as far as I'm aware. If anybody out there knows who they are, please correct me, because I, I for sure don't know. They're, they're complaining, ah, look at what Chi Chi's husband has gotten himself into. Because I was like, that must be a callback to Dragon Ball. No, I mean, unlike, like, the freaking uh, President Dog, which, for some reason, is. Like, those characters have never appeared before, which is just weird. I mean, like, I'm, I want to find out, how did you even recognize Goku? I guess because of the clothes. But, but I mean, uh... I, don't, I, don't I mean, know. on one hand, it kind of makes sense. Like, it, it kind of serves a purpose that somebody might recognize Goku. But, yeah, like, yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's obviously like a callback. <laughs> and it wasn't. Well, that's the one thing that I actually do like about this is that, like, the whole world's watching, which really makes it feel, like, like you know, important. And, like, uh, like the tournaments in Dragon Ball, we have the characters comment, like Bulma and Roshi. I like the scene where Roshi says, you know, Goku can't win and he knows it. And Chi-Chi commenting, like, they're at a safe distance, but, like... There feels like there's a lot of stuff. It feels important. Like everyone's watching this happen live, and you know, that, like that gives it a sense of urgency. Um, so obviously, I guess somebody would recognize Goku uh, besides just the president of who is. I did like that Chi Chi is like rubbing her nose, but then she kind of ruins the 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 callback, or I guess the uh, the pun when she's like, "Oh, someone's be talking about me." I'm like, that is actually a, 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 a that's actually a Japanese thing. Um, when people are being talked about. Uh, the person that's being ta- when people are, when people talk about some other people, the person that's being talked about actually sneezes. In fact, that's actually happened before um, when um, Trunks was telling Goku about you know uh, his mother and Vegeta getting together and like you know how Yamcha broke up with Bulma, and then like Yamcha sneezed, like that that was like that was like in that was, that kind of just that's just a, an anime thing where it shows you know uh, uh, the characters being being like you know discussed. It, it's, well, isn't it's, that isn't that like a um... It's not an old wives' tale, but a uh, kind of like if, you, if, you, if your palms itching, you're supposed to get money. Something similar to that. It's one of those things, yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not I thought sure. it would have been. I thought it would have been more downplayed if she didn't mention it. She was just that she was just shed sneeze. I was like, oh, that would, that's cool. And then they kind of hit it on the nose. I was like, oh, they ruined it. <laughs> Chi-Chi ruined your, your own joke. I, mean, I thought it was fine enough. I mean, I like, I like, I just like the fact that like Chi-Chi's watching it, Bulma's watching it, Roshi's watching it. Where exactly are, you know, everyone else, but it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, man, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, uh, what, uh, what else is there to, to go on, um, because there's a lot of, there's, I mean, I, clear, clearly I really love, I really love all of this, um, let's, I, I, I kind of wanted to kind of put it on you, because, you know, this is, a, this is like a big moment in the series, like in the, in the series, like just not not the cell but in the series, like um, yeah, I, I could see how it would change the dynamic of characters. I mean, you definitely have a lot going on with Goku and Gohan. Like their relationship could be different, you know, going. I don't know if it is, but it could be different going on from this point forward. Mm. 
mm-hmm. very easily because Go- Gohan's a very different person after this. And then uh, Goku possibly realizing, hey, yeah, you were a shitty parent, and you pick, you know, you made a, the wrong choice. I could see him getting humbled from this. I don't know if he will be, but well, you know, you know that. The, the... I, I also I may have touched about this before, but like honestly, it just makes Goku an interesting character without making him the protagonist. If it makes him more a, a more interesting character than just a protagonist, because I've mentioned before how the the whole you know Goku be the hero that saves this kind of thing really has kind of gotten dry for me by this point. It mm. puts him in a very logical role, which I think works. And you know, I mean, he's he's, he's a Z fighter now, but he's not like you know, he's not like we're not we're not we, we don't. You know, we can see him get beat up by the Cell Junior and, like, you know, not feel like we're missing anything. Or whatever. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's like the story doesn't hinge upon him. Yeah. I, it, it, just, it, just, it just feels more right to me. I mean, this is something I'll get into a lot in the booth. Like, it just feels... It feels right that this this has happened. Um, I mean, people can kind of argue, uh, you know, like, like, why should Gohan care about... why? One thing that I, that I thought was, you know, was, was apparent with this viewing again was that uh, 16... Ultimately, do, do you think that, like, if 16 hadn't talked to Gohan, he would have gone Super Saiyan 2 if, like, the other characters started dying? I, yeah, I think I think he would have, but I think it would have been at a greater cost. So, so yeah, 16 was pretty much dead already, mm-hmm. and he was willing to sacrifice himself before anybody else had to. That's, that's, that's what I was getting at. To me, it's almost like 16 saved everyone else by by being the one to kind of get Gohan to, to, to ascend. And it's like... I mean, that makes that's actually an interesting uh, character point. It kind of goes back to the email. I mean, in, in in essence, he actually saved Goku. If Goku died, you know, Gohan would have, Gohan would have flipped. But like, I mean, Gohan he was powering up a bit when he was seeing people uh, get uh, you know get beat up. But you know, he was having a hard time doing it before. He see, it's almost like he he couldn't do it without somebody dying, and that wasn't actually the plan. You know, the, the, the idea was for him to you know get get angry before somebody dies. Obviously, Cell didn't care. But um, I think 16's nobility was you know helping Gohan ascend and also save everyone else's life by being the one to take the hit and not have Goku or Krillin or Piccolo die, which I think I think in high it's almost like fridge logic like in hindsight that works well towards his character and it works and it works well towards the transformation sequence because like, so many people have complained like oh why does Gohan care about 16 he, he never talked to him once you know and yeah he didn't but like you know that's that's actually not exactly what it is it it's a representation of several things. Well, I think uh, it kind of says more t- about his character. Yes. In that he's getting angry enough at somebody who all he knows of is as a potentially a very gentle soul. So it's, yeah. it's not like his best friend dying. It's just he doesn't want to see anybody die. Yeah, that's, that's his character. He doesn't. He doesn't want to kill. He doesn't want to kill Cell. He will kill Cell. But like, he doesn't want to like you know, just. Be the guy. He, he doesn't. He doesn't want. I mean, it's not really spelled out that he doesn't want to be like his dad, but he really doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to be like Piccolo or Vegeta or somebody who just wants wants to live their life by fighting. He just wants to, you know, because he's he's half human. He, you know, he's raised by a, you know, an intelligent person relatively, and he has a moderate <laughs> sense of you know responsibility and honesty. Where it's like, you know, you don't, we don't have to do this. And I, I think this is the first time in uh, the series where a character says, you know, we really. Don't, I mean, I, I, no, I take that back. I'm sure they said we don't have to fight before, but like, he's he's being re- he's being genuine. He's like, like, dude, let's let's really not fight because the series needs him to fight, but the characters don't have to love to fight just because the series needs him to. There is a lot of like like psychological stuff going on in this, which is which really which really really works. No. <laughs> 
downpour is killing me. It's so nice of you to help, Sixteen. But I plan on doing this my way. Go on. I love the animals and everything about nature. Protect them for me. They need you. Another fighter you could have saved. Sixteen, you love life. You gave everything up to save it. And you were just an android. I let you die. I can't do that. I won't watch anymore. I, I feel it slipping. <laughs> we have known before Gohan could even form words in his mouth. Through fights with Raditz, Garlic Jr., the Ginyu Force, and even Frieza, we've caught glimpses of the child's explosive power. But like an explosion, it always vanished with the moment. It couldn't be controlled until now. At last, the beastly power has been harnessed. 
Gohan has awoken. Now Cell will battle a warrior 11 years in the making on the next Dragon Ball Z. I think I've exhausted all, all my talking points. I mean, I, I've uh -huh. gushed so much for like, we're at the three hour mark now. Like, I'm not sure what else I can say that, that, that just won't be redundant and, and irritating. <laughs> Do you have anything? I now I've hit all my notes, so. Yeah, I, th I think that that, that uh, does as well. Let me bring up the notes. Let me bring up the schedule here. And obviously, uh, it's full steam ahead from, from here on in. Last month was a very, very uh, easy breezy episode. And even some parts of this, this Goku saying Goku cell fight were kind of you know calm. We're, we're, it's just like you know we're on a down, downward slope of the roller coaster from here. So for the month of September, uh, we will cover the end of the Cell games. Not only the end of the Cell games, but the end of the Cell saga, the end of the Antro saga, the end of all of it until the Boo saga. So, so um, to get ready for that episode, we will cover Dragon Ball Z Kai episodes 93 and 98, and end Dragon Ball Z Kai until they come out with new episodes. Like that will be, that, that will be we will finish out Dragon Ball Z Kai. Uh, we will watch episodes the original episodes of Dragon Ball Z 186 through 194, and cover manga chapters 215 through 226. And it, again, this is the end. This will be this will cover through the very end of uh, DBC Kai, and um, we will see. We'll probably just go through the original series by this point, but uh, yeah, yeah, you don't want to miss that episode, obviously. Like, 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 uh, will uh, Cell be killed by Gohan? Will anybody else die? You know, will uh, you know? Will that be, is that the end of the androids? Is that the end of you know? Is that the end of everything? I don't know. Well, I do know, but I don't want you to know. So <laughs> until we cover it, so uh, a lot of stuff covered tonight, Jesse. Do you have any final thoughts going from here on to the to the next month's episode? Don't count on Hercule. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, if, if ever you need a uh, a uh, head to be thrown, you know you know who to call, or a skull, or or whatever. If, if ever you need a robot to tell you what to do, then go right ahead and do it. Okay, so that will that will clearly do us for uh, this month's episode of the Next Dimension. So we will see you guys in the month of September. Until then, adios. Thank you for listening to the Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. You can find the show and leave feedback at dbznextdimension.lipson.com or write in for emails at dbznextdimension at hotmail.com. If you like what we're doing, please send in feedback at iTunes or like us on Facebook. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Kai are all owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. Dragon Ball is created by Akira Toriyama. Next time on The Next Dimension, we will cover the end of the Cell game, finale, and peace to the future. See you then.
The water boy is being put soundly through the ringer. It's only a matter of time. Old dress spectacle. Is there nothing sacred in this world? Must the children suffer? No. No. Enough. This can't go on. Hear me? Enough. And I don't care what you have to say about it either. I'm stopping this fight. Use your head. Even if Gohan needed your help, you know you'd be worthless against Cell. Just wait. It's almost there, I promise you. Damn you. How the hell can you be so calm? That your own flesh and blood getting pummeled out there. Any second now, he's going to get mad. Just wait. Watch. You'll see what I mean when he loses it, believe me. Once Gohan reaches full power, Cell will have met his match. <laughs> There's no question. He'll win. And despite how it looks now, he's the only one of us who can. Oh, impossible! How does a kid his age really have that much strength? <laughs> Let go! Come on! Get mad! How much of this can you possibly stand? Goku, you're making a mistake. It doesn't matter how strong he is, he isn't the fighter you are. Think about it, this grand strategy of yours. Does he even know what it is? Do you have any clue what's going on in his head right now? He's not angry. Or playing for time. That boy is in greater agony than he has ever known in his entire life. And he's probably wondering why his father refuses to step in and save him. Open your eyes. Regardless of how strong he may or may not be, he's still a child. A child you've left alone. So, screw this! I'm not just standing here! Krillin! Toss me a sensu bean! Hmm? Uh, sure! <laughs> 